We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 49, year two. Today, we're going to talk about the NFL season, up and coming, including a special guest that will be talking about sports bet. His name is Kevin Todd. Also, we are going to be talking about um, what's going on in the world of politics, our loss of Mike Sexton, which, uh, as you know, is a very devastating loss. And so um, uh, we're going to have work, work, Anyways, uh, I don't know how that came up. Anyways, another Mike Sexton tribute. We're going to have Richie Scalar on, um, who is uh, one of Mike's best friends, if not his best friend. So stay tuned. The mouthpiece is next. What's up? What's up? What's up? That was a little fucked up intro because, uh, oh, because I'm fucked up. That's why. Um, how y'all doing today? Uh, episode 49, the start of the football season is upon us. And, uh, today we, uh, we're going to have a special guest. He, uh, he basically, uh, does football for a living. Uh, we are going to, uh, debate a couple games together. Uh, we're going to have, uh, Richie Scholar on, uh, one of Mike Sexton's best friends. Uh, he's going to give us some stories about Mike, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, probably one of the most, uh, uh, devastated from, uh, from the loss of Mike. And, um, also we're going to talk about how, uh, you know, the poker world, uh, reached out, uh, to Mike Sexton in, a, in an amazing tribute on our, on our podcast last week. So, um, uh, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, it's, um, It, 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 it's been a tough week, you know. Um, you know, we all, uh, a lot of you out there didn't know that 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 Mike was really terminally ill. Uh, we tried to uh, to show him how much we cared uh, last week. We tried to show him support, um, but I was told by the family and people close to him that he only had a few days to live, uh, and there was really nothing they could do. Um, and we had to, uh, to somewhat, uh, because his son, his 12-year-old son, really didn't really know the magnitude of it. So uh, we had to really try and give a positive outlook. Um, so many messages from the family to me for uh, what they felt was a great thing I did. Uh, I didn't do it for me. I did it for poker, for the people who care about Mike. Uh uh, I had no idea how it was going to come off. I wanted to do something special uh, because of the fact that I saw these texts like uh, for, uh, poker, poker, Twitter. Oh, if I could just talk to Mike one time more time. Oh, if I could just say what I felt one more time. And I, I, I put together something and I started texting people I know and calling people I know. And, and the next thing you know, we had all those people that came in to pour out their hearts for Mike. And uh, there's really, there's really, uh, there's really nothing uh, uh, 
you know, we, 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 we can do, you know, there's, there's really nothing we can do, but, but they were, they told me, I mean, they, they, they emailed me that, that, uh, it was kind of like a, a send off, you know, it was the outpouring of love that Mike received, uh, that day, uh, uh, people close to him, his family said they will never forget. So I want to say kudos to everybody who um, called in, zoomed in on the podcast. Um, we had you know, 45 people come on to say things about Sexton. Wow. 45 people. Thank you, computer. So 45 people that came on to say something nice about Mike. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. And that's, you know, that's a last second thing, you know. None of us knew he was sick. He, he kind of hid it from everybody for months. And uh, for, uh, you know, to get 45 people to come on and and uh, our podcast uh, going, pretty much going viral worldwide. Uh, last I saw, we had close to 50,000 views. There's probably, that was like four days ago. Uh, computer, how many we got now? Probably 100,000? I mean, who knows? So, um, uh before it's over, hopefully a million people will watch it, you know, and uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very humbled by um, the poker community and uh, how they reached out. Um, a lot of people have been contacting me about uh, wanting to say their goodbyes and funeral services and, and whatnot. Um, I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, I am in contact with the family and, uh, as soon as I hear something, I'll let you know. With uh, with COVID though, and, and, and things like that, like when my father passed away in April, I mean, we had six people at the funeral. I don't know if we, how many uh, they're going to allow, uh, whether they'll, you know, what they're going to, whether they'll have just a private uh, for the family, and then maybe a public um, uh, get together to celebrate his life. So we'll see what happens. I will. Uh, I'll let you know. So let's, uh, you know, let's try and pivot a little bit off that a little bit and, uh, and say, um, thank you. Thank you to the poker community. Thank you to everybody who called in. Thank you for all of you who truly understood what Mike meant, uh, to all of us. Uh, but listen, uh, let's, let's, let, let's move forward a little bit, um, to, uh, this week. Now, uh, talk a little bit of sports, I guess. We could talk about Vegas Golden Knights, uh, tying the, the series up one game apiece last night. That was good. Um, I really haven't really followed much the NBA. Uh, I I do not like political statements in my sports. So um, uh, if I want to watch politics, I can watch Fox News or CNN. So I've, I'm one of those people that uh, is uh, not happy with uh, a political statements, anti against our president, anti against things that are false, like police are murdering black people, which is a lie. You know, 13 unarmed black people were killed last year. 13, eight this year, 11 were justified of the 13. Um, uh, to put that in perspective, 43 people were struck by lightning and killed last year. So you're more than three times more likely to be struck by lightning and killed than an unarmed black people killed by a police officer in America, in the United States. Yet um, the left is pushing this false narrative. The NBA is pushing this false narrative for political gain. And uh, 
it is what it is. You know, uh, the numbers don't lie. You know, you got uh, people who, who are on the left. They always want to talk about the science and the numbers. But when you show them the numbers, they want to they want to push a, a different agenda. And uh, it's just it's just not right. Um, people say, oh, Mike, you're a racist. No, I, I care about black people. I care about every people, every walk, color, creed. But every four years, the media divides people based on race, skin color to get people out to vote. Um, and I don't want a part of it. I just don't. And the right does the same. I mean, if you don't think that Trump is stoking fear with uh, the working white white people of America uh, for political gain, then you're just a moron yourself. You know, uh, you know, you could say, well, the left is doing it, but uh, making up false accusations about to get the blacks out to vote, which they are. Um, and we have, we, have, we have data to prove that, you know, with Trump going saying they're coming to the suburbs, they're coming for you. I think that's fear monitoring to get white people out to vote. But then they prove him right by attacking people in Pittsburgh, attacking people. The Portland riots have gone out for 107 days, uh, the looting, the attacking going on in New York, Chicago, all these big cities. So, uh, you know, uh, if I was somebody who was anti-Trump, I would be out there pushing to stop these protests of something that's not true and uh, stop the rioting and looting or they're going to get Trump reelected. So um, it is what it is. Uh, I don't really want to talk much politics, but it's kind of like why I'm not really watching much of the NBA right now. I don't want to watch politics in my sports. Um, the NFL season is upon us, and um, we are uh, going to have a weekly um, segment uh, with uh, a uh, person that uh, uh, that we uh, are working with. His name is Kevin Todd. He is a uh, sports uh, top person. He's uh, documented very good. You can look him up. And uh, we are going to uh, debate. Uh, a couple games a week. Uh, as you know, uh, I have my pick of the week every week. Last year, uh, we didn't do so well. Uh, this year, uh, we are going to have uh, my pick of the week segments, as well as call-in segments, as well as a special guest. So um, that's what's going on here. Uh, today, we are going to have Kevin Todd on, and then we are going to have a... Um, uh, Richie Scalar, come on. Uh, I'm not quite sure what order we're going to do that. Uh, computer, what order will that be in? Computer, computer. Uh, I'm not quite sure what order that's Kevin be Todd in. soon. Okay, so Kevin Todd's going to come on first. We're going to have uh, the football segment, uh, as well as uh, my pick of the week. And... Um, uh, then we're going to have uh, Richie Scalar on. He's going to talk uh, uh, Mike Sex's stories. Uh, as you know, last week he came on the um, he came on twice during the um, the uh, uh, tribute that we did. Uh, but he was so emotionally uh, down about the situation, he wasn't really able to come on. Uh, 
this week he'll be able to hopefully keep it together. Tell a lot of good stories about Mike. And then um, we're going to get uh, our call-in segment. So um, I think, uh, you know, that's pretty much about it. Uh, WSOP online is over. Thank God. Uh, unfortunately, it sucked that I wasn't able to play it. I wasn't able to travel to um, to Cabo because of my health situations. And, uh, you know, even though the coronavirus is really not that bad, I think yesterday the entire country had 230 deaths. You know, they always like to say, oh, it's Trump's fault. People are dying. It's Trump's fault. You guys understand that uh, 200,000 people a month die in the country. Okay. You know what I mean? People die every day. Like six, 7,000 people die every day. It's just part of life. The coronavirus is now another part of life. Life has to move forward. We need to be careful. We need to like, you know, try and stop the spread or whatever until there's a vaccine. But what they're doing in New York and California, still not opening restaurants, still don't let you go to the beaches in some places, still don't let you have gatherings at your house. It's just ridiculous. We live in a free country. You should be able to do what you want to do. You know what I mean? This is just communist 101. So don't get me started on that. Uh, for me personally, it's not a big deal uh, because of my health problems that I've dealt with for years. I never really leave the house anyways. So uh, all, all the coronavirus lockdowns did for me was make me a lot of money and get me on my feet because I was able to play in a really good private game with, with Helmuth and a bunch of his friends. So, uh, you know, coronavirus has been great for me. Uh, instead of me having to go to the to the poker room and be in pain whenever I went to go play, I was able to just play at home every day and do well. So um, as bad as 2020 has been for most people, it uh, it's it's been the best year of my life for since 2013. Now, uh, you know, turn to another subject. Uh, about three years ago, I, I started uh, smoking pot, like uh, taking about two hits a day, late at night around two in the morning, sometimes four, if I couldn't sleep. And I did it for, uh, I'm going to go with, not, I'm going to go with it started, I started taking it uh, in, uh, 2017 World Series, so 2018, 2019. Yeah, almost three years ago. And uh, that one day went by that I didn't smoke any. And um, it, the one thing I learned about smoking pot is uh, is you you got to get the right strain. If you get the wrong strain, it's, it's a disaster. And uh, I was able, you know, I was in and out of different strains and whatever, but I finally found one that had me playing poker good, that had me mentally you know, together. And I used that for about three and a half months. And that's what I did really well playing online. And uh, then uh, when I ran out and I tried to get that strain again, I couldn't get it. Got different strains. It mentally whacked me out. I um, got where I was really like suicidally depressed for about 13 days straight for three, four hours a day. It was debilitating. And uh, luckily for me that I, I knew that it's a chemical imbalance that was causing it. And uh, so I quit smoking pot 13 days ago and um, the entire uh, 13 days I've had zero depression, zero suicidal style thoughts, and I've been really happy. Um, 
And uh, so uh, I do have an appointment with my psychiatrist uh, tomorrow, a new one, and hopefully they'll level me out where I don't have to go through that ever again. It was it was really debilitating. So, you know, I like to, you know I kind of share that with people because people don't know what I go through. And uh, but when I did stop smoking the pot, uh, my pain levels just went through the roof, and I've been in debilitating pain the last uh, ten days, like really bad. Uh, this morning it was so bad that I literally took a hit of pot, hoping it would help it. And all it did is mentally fuck me up. So I woke up depressed as can be, didn't sleep much. The pain's all still there. That was a bad idea. So won't be doing that again. Um, talked to my doctor just now, my pain doctor. And uh, he said that uh, because of uh, the uh, systems that have been coming through, the heat, the cooler, the uh, hot, the, the barometric pressure has been going up and down that all of his all of his patients have been struggling with, uh, with pain. So, um, you know, something I have to deal with, uh, something I deal with my whole life. And, uh, anyways, so, uh, what we're going to do now is, um, we're going to do our, uh, football segment, um, coming up where I'm going to give you, uh, a couple picks of the week. And, uh, my man, Kevin Todd's going to come on. He's going to tell me if he agrees with me or disagrees with me. And uh, Kevin Todd is on Mikey. Kevin, welcome to the mouthpiece, my friend. How are you, Mike? Wow, you shaved your head. Yeah, I'm looking like you. Look at you. I've been like this for like 15 years now. Really? I've been like this for, um, let's see. COVID started in March. Uh, I, it was growing my hair like crazy. I'm like, it, it was thinning up top. I'm like, uh, I was used to talk to my hairdresser about, well, I kept the beard. I could color it to look younger. I'm like, maybe I'll just shave my head. And I did it. And everybody's like, wow, I love it, Mike. You look good. You look so much younger. So I stuck with it. I agree. It looks so, better on you. So um, everyone uh, here listening to the mouthpiece, uh, this is uh, Kevin Todd. Um, he's a pretty well-known uh, uh, handicapper, sports tout. He's uh, done really well and uh we're going to debate uh every week uh hopefully for the entire football season uh about uh my picks of the week and as you all know i'm not the greatest sports better in the world or a handicapper so um i did pick out a couple games that that uh i kind of uh like this week and uh i'm gonna see uh what he uh what he thinks so uh how you doing today kevin i'm doing good mikey so uh I was running down today and I was looking at down there and I've decided that I was going to come out with my two picks of the week. And then I narrow it down and come up with one, which is what I do every, what I did every week last year. And uh, my two picks of the week, as I was looking at the lines is Washington plus six as a, a uh, conference in conference home dog in week one and Miami plus six and a half again a divisional opponent uh with my with so many new pieces for new england uh those are my two picks how do you see them I, you know what i hate to say it mike but i agree with both your selections there i like i was talking to a friend of mine just the other day and i said wow I, 
I kind of like Washington plus the points at home, home dog opening week. And like you said, with Miami, I mean, New England's lost a lot of talent this year. A lot, yeah. You would think that team is looking to tank. Miami still has Fitzpatrick. If you remember, they already beat him last year in New England. I also believe they beat him at home last year. They they beat him twice. No, they they, they they got crushed by 40 in week one. Okay, and so they came back, yeah. Last game of the season they beat. Correct. In a must-win game, which would have got them home field advantage. So That's correct. And they're loaded. You know they have the best draft of like any other team. Uh, and the coach showed showed me last year, with, I think they won five or six games, when at one point they were 0-5 with a minus 200-point differential. So, um, yeah, those are my picks for the weekend. Uh, uh, that's what, It's good to hear you oh. say that you like them. I do like them. Let me give you two selections that I came up with. You might agree with me, too. One of my selections came up with is um, I came up with Atlanta in the NFL plus the two. I know everybody's out there betting Seattle where basically Atlanta was favored at home. Now the line has switched to where Atlanta is now getting two points. But let me tell you, Mike, Seattle has lost their last four out of five openers in week one. And plus the fact that Atlanta at home as a dog the last six times, they're five and one against the spread. I'm going to take Atlanta at home plus the two to win the game outright. What do you think uh, about that? Well, as crazy as this sounds, I think this is again. This is really. A, I mean, I'm not a professional. Matter of fact, people could go on the to, on the on the fence and say I'm probably one of the worst sports betters of all time. But Atlanta was my third choice today. Um, I did because I have a. Uh, uh, we, me and uh, Phil Helmuth, we talk and we do futures. Uh, every year we usually put two or three futures together. Um, and uh, we could talk about that here also in, in this opening week about futures, what you might like. And I told him that I have Atlanta as my second pick to go to the Super Bowl. He thinks I'm crazy. I said, he says, I hate the coach. I say, I hate the coach too. I said, but this team was one in seven. Last year, the coach was 100% guaranteed to be fired, and they will go on and win six of the last seven games, including beating three of the four teams that went to the final four last year or something like that, or three like that were deep in the playoffs. I believe the last game of the season. Yes, and so I look at that. On the last play, nonetheless. Right, and so I said to myself, this team is loaded. Ryan is the real deal. I think that, that, that they struggled. They struggled to, to, to adjust from the, uh, uh, the coaching changes and all the different pieces they put in. I like Atlanta a lot this year. I like uh, it, too. And, and what is your other pick? My other pick that I have, Mike, I'm going to go to college football. We're going to go to Saturday. This is a game where people don't really know, Mike, but let me tell you right now, I'm picking North Carolina to make it to the football playoff this year. They are bringing back 10 starters on offense. This team is loaded. Remember, they got Mac Brown as the coach. They're playing mm-hmm. Syracuse at home. The line opened up at 20. It's now up to 22 and a half. The total opened up at 63. The Sharps have now jumped it all the way up to 65 and a half. And you know what, Mike? I agree with them. I'm going to take the over in this game. I think the total in this game will be close to being over, but at halftime, I should say, but more than likely will be over going into the fourth quarter. Let me tell you right here. They are 9-4-1 over the total in conference play at home, North Carolina. North Carolina is also 5-2 their last seven over the total. And also they got back the quarterback for Syracuse, which is Danny DeVito. And that team, the last 
four times they've played dating back to last season, Mike, has gone over the total two. I look for this game to be in the 40s at halftime and be over going into the fourth quarter. So those are my two plays, Atlanta plus the two and South Carolina, I mean, sorry, North Carolina, Syracuse over the total of 65 and a half. Wow. See, now that's good to hear. I know I don't really pay much attention to college football. Uh, I used to be, and I used to bet, um, but I'm a sick fuck, and I find myself uh, betting the early games, getting stuck, betting the middle games, getting stuck, betting the late games, trying to bail out. And um, yes, uh, it's undocumented that I've lost 6.8 million betting sports in my lifetime. So uh, being able to 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 uh, get away from it is has been good for me. But uh, somebody like you who does it for a living, uh, I think that you're somebody I've that lost. Uh, once there you go Let me tell you what, maybe you can agree with me mike but the public does the public bases their selection on how teams played the previous week absolutely the odds makers know that mm-hmm. so what i do is i find where the value is because let me tell you when it comes to the nfl football these odds makers know and they get that number pretty much close to perfect each and every week because the games are on tv right if it wasn't for covid mike on a college football Saturday, there's over 50 games. The right. odds makers concentrate on those TV games because they know the public wants to see their money go up in smoke. Right. I find the obscured games where the odds makers are off, and that's how I make my money for my clients, Mike. And mm-hmm. let me tell you right now, I'm going to be on your podcast for weeks to come. I want to give out my website. I want to give out my phone number. Everybody who calls me right now from your podcast, I'm going to give them my Thursday night NFL game, absolutely free. The game between Houston and Kansas City. My phone number is 888-320-7517. My website's thesportsbrokers.com. You can go on my website. You can opt in, put your name and number. One of my reps will call you back. I'm going to give your clients all the information they need to win on Thursday night. I want to earn their business. And I have a motto, Mike. I turn outcomes into incomes. Good, good. That sounds great. Now, yeah, make sure, you know, uh, for people that, uh, that, that, that didn't get that, he's going to repeat that number and his website uh, before we get off here. And also, um, uh, I, want, uh, is there a, I want people to know that uh, the people that, that, that do come to your website, uh, let them uh, uh, know that they, uh, they heard it here on the Mouthpiece podcast. So, um, Let's uh, uh, go away a little bit. What are your um, – uh, I'm going to go with uh, – just not to change the subject a little bit. Uh, uh, over-unders on the NFL season. Uh, uh, me and Phil Helmuth, we picked three. Okay. Uh, we, uh, I picked um, – well, he picked two. I picked two. I like Miami over. I like um, – What's Baltimore. the total? What's the total number on that? Um, uh, the total is six and a half. Okay. And I, I like I liked uh, Baltimore as a very big number over eleven and a half. Now that's a tough number because if the quarterback gets in, injured, you know you don't want to go with that big number. I think Baltimore's loaded. I think they're pissed the way they went down last year. I think they were the best team in football last year, and I think they're on a mission. They have a very easy schedule. I pick Baltimore over. I pick Miami. Phil Helmuth went with. Tampa Bay, he's he's all in on, on Tampa Bay with Are you crazy with, Phil? with with, with um, uh, Brady. Um, I kind of agree, 
because of the fact that they won seven games with Winston throwing 30 interceptions, giving away at least five games last year. You bring in Gronk and Brady to, to cut down the interceptions. You have the best tight end that ever lived, I think, in Gronk. I agree. Uh, I, I kind of think he's right he on the over. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I kind of think he's what right on the What was the total to that? It's nine. Now, okay, you want to hear this stat, Mike? Yeah. Ever since Tom Brady became the quarterback for New England, Mm-hmm. And he finished a complete season. He's never once lost more than 10 games. Did you know that? He's not, you mean one less than 10 games? One less than 10 yes. games. Correct. Yes, I do know that. And that was part of our pick. Uh, so it was, you know, it's. I think it's nine and a half. I think it's up to now. So I, I just don't see them not winning 10 games. I told Phil, I really believe the Saints are, are on the downward spiral. Uh, you saw Drew Brees struggle immensely in the playoffs in the last three weeks of the season. Uh, I look at Atlanta as your pick this week uh, and, and, and and Tampa Bay to be the top of that division and the Saints to be between seven and nine, eight and eight, and uh, Carolina coming up the rear uh, in a rebuilding year. So uh, that's his pick. And his other pick, uh, the other pick we have is um, – oh, no, we went away with that because the number went away. We originally were on Arizona – over six and a half, the line went to seven. I like um, that. And we, we still, I still believe they're going to win eight games. They have a very weak schedule. Um, and uh, I, I really love the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins. They just signed him for $54 million two years yesterday. You pair him up with that dynamic quarterback who, I'm going to be honest, I never thought he was going to be, because he's so small, as good as he was last year. Uh, he carried that team to, I think it was five wins last year. Uh, I just, I, I, I really think that they're, that they're going to be. That they're I gonna agree win. with you there. Now that they got DeAndre Hopkins, remember they still have Larry Fitzgerald, who's a great wide receiver. Right, he really so, is. I, you would figure that they're going to double cover DeAndre Hopkins, but they're all, and now it's going to leave one on one for uh, for Fitzgerald. And let me tell you, I've met Patrick Fitzgerald. I mean, I'm sorry, Gerald. I mean Fitzgerald, the wide receiver. Yeah, he is a big guy. Larry it's Fitzgerald. very hard to cover Larry Fitzgerald one on one. I like that matchup. I like the over six and a half. I would listen. Week one, they're playing San Francisco. Don't be yeah. surprised if they beat them outright. They beat them. They split with them last year and almost won both games. You know, I I know that. And um, no, Arizona. That that offense is going to be a juggernaut. Now, will they have enough defense to compete? Uh, I don't. I'm not quite sure, but I, I, they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, so um, up at home. Okay, so uh, that's great. So this week, you know, uh, we're we're going to be working together every week. We're going to have a uh, uh, we're going to do a little bit longer segment this week, so people get to know you a little bit and and talk a little bit about the opening week. We both agree. Uh, so uh, my pick of the week is uh, I've been debating. You said you like both of them. Uh, now I have to decide because I give out my one pick of the week whether I want to go with Washington or Miami. And I'm going to take Washington as my pick of the week plus six as well, my one pick. I gave you two picks. And if I had to pick one game for the pick of the week, I like the over the total 65 and a half in Syracuse and uh, North okay. Carolina. That would be mine. Okay. But like I said, I like Atlanta as well. And, Mike, like I told you before, everybody who's listening to your podcast, everyone who downloads it, and they want to get some strong information, and they want to treat this as a business. Because, Mike, I don't, I'm not here to gamble. 
If you want to gamble, let them gamble on your own. When it comes to gambling, you must agree with me where less is more. Yes. I get great information on games. None of the games are rigged. What I mean by information, I mean by where the wise guys are betting because these professional guys make a living do it. And believe it or not, you only have to win 52% when you're gambling in sports to make money. I can help them do that. They can call me at 888-320-7517. I want to earn their business. They will get my Thursday night NFL selection absolutely free. They can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Todd Sports Mike, where I give out a free play each day on, on Saturday and Sunday and sometimes on Monday. I also post my tickets on there, Mike. You can go back and look. I bet over $50,000 on football games and win or lose, and I post them right on there. So, folks, give me the opportunity. I'm here. I'm going to earn your business. Yeah, sounds good. And, uh, listen, I wouldn't have somebody on there that I didn't look into before I had you come on my show. I know you're reputable. Uh, I know there's a lot of sick fucks out there that love that bet sports, that always lose betting sports. I think if you check out uh, sports, sports brokers, it is, correct? That's correct. The sports brokers. The sports brokers.com. And uh, check out Kevin Todd's picks of the weeks. And I think uh, a lot of you out there listening to the show will make money. So uh, let me ask you another question, Mike. A lot of people tell me, oh, I only gamble for fun. But is it more fun when you win or is it more fun when you lose? Well, it's more fun when you win, but. It's, it's pretty well documented. If you're a sick fuck, you get the, just as big a rush out of winning as losing. Now, I don't know how that is, but somehow it is that. But I, I'm a winner, bro. I, I like winning. I hate losing. Nobody hates fucking losing more than I do. I mean, I'm playing a $1-$2 no-limit game last night. I lost, I lost 80 bucks in a fucking pot, and I threw shit against the wall. That's how much I hate losing. So... You know, I see your videos, you are a sore loser. Yeah. So um, if you guys are out there and you like betting some NFL, college football, uh, check out uh, Kevin Todd with Sports Brokers. Repeat that number one more time, Kevin. 888-320-7517. I treat this as a business, folks, and I turn outcomes into incomes. All right, my man. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. See how I did on my pick of the week. See how you did on your picks of the week, including your over with the Syracuse game. And hopefully we'll have a winning week and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch next week and, uh, Absolutely. and do we'll it again. Keep, I'm even going to do one better, Mike. Each week you pick a game, I pick a game. If you beat me at the end of the year, I'm going to donate $1,000 to charity of your choice. Sounds good. And if I beat you, which I don't even think is possible, I'm going to fucking make it. 2000 because the fact that I might even make it more because I never win. But if I outdo you, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to end up getting fired, man, because there's just no chance of that because I'm the worst. So I hopefully, uh, I wish you the best. I wish your company the best. And uh, let's pick some winners this week, buddy. Thanks a lot, Mike. And I'll speak to you on next Wednesday. You got it, my man. All right. Take, take care. care. All right. Peace. So that was, uh, Kevin Todd uh, with Sports Brokers, uh, he's going to be uh, coming on weekly. Uh, he's got a, uh, a wonderful service uh, where uh, you can uh, call into him and pick winners. Uh, I think he's a very reputable company. I don't think he's a bullshitter. Um, we've talked a, a lot over the last couple of weeks, and uh, getting him on, uh, I think, is something that will help 
a lot of you sick fucks that do bet sports, possibly make yourself, well, not even possibly, I really convince, will make yourself money uh, betting on some NFL and college football. Because following me uh, is uh, normally not a winning proposition. Uh, it's really weird. So last year, on my picks of the weeks, I think I went something like 6-11 and 11 or 7-10. and 10. No, I think it was 6-11, and 11, um, which is so unusual for me. Uh, usually in sports, I – and I ended up 15 games over 500 last year, going f- oh, uh, five games under 500 as my 10-star picks of the week with, uh, with a pick contest I'm in that you go 10 for your best, 9 for your second best, 8 for your third best. And it's the reason why I finished uh, in the middle of the pack uh, and still finished 15 games over 500, uh, which would have been about a break-even year in football for me, which for me is a complete – would be amazing, breaking break even. Um, but normally on my picks of the week, I do really well. Like my top, top picks, like over every year, I've always been like 70 80% on my top picks, and then I pick on all the rest of them because I was a sick fuck around 20 or 30%. Last year, I went 6-11 and 11 on my top picks and ended up going 20 games over 500 on all the rest of them. So it was really an anomaly and a really strange year. I think a lot of the reasons why is I kept going against Baltimore. I did not believe in the quarterback of Baltimore, and uh, I, I just didn't think he could throw. Uh, his his uh, uh, adjustments from year one to tier, year two were so amazing. Uh, that now I'm on Baltimore going over over the total of 11 and a half. So um, uh, I gave you out. I gave out my three picks. So uh, in the futures, me and Phil decided, and uh, it's really interesting that um, Kevin liked both of our picks, both of my picks this week, Miami plus the six and a half on the road at New England and uh, Washington getting six at home. Um, I think Washington uh, – they, they had a lot of injuries last year. People don't realize that this team was uh, six and two before they had all the injuries. Uh, and then they struggled and didn't win another game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on that. Uh, but uh, I, I think they got a lot of good pieces in place there. They, they got rid of the coach. I didn't think much of the coach. Uh, it's division game week one at home. Uh, six points is too much. Philadelphia is not loaded. Uh, the quarterback's great. I see a Philadelphia team that's eight and eight. Uh, so, um, and and I, and I like Atlanta. I, I actually, uh, I think the the winner of that division, Atlanta or Tampa Bay, is going to the Super Bowl in the NFL. Uh, so that is uh, my prediction. Um, I, I'm not quite sure which way to go. Uh, I know that every great quarterback that's ever switched teams late in his career. Uh, you look back at Montana. Uh, you look back at, uh, got so many of them, uh, I'm a little bit blank right now, but their first year with the new team, they've, they've gotten their team, uh, Montana got them at the AFC championship game. Brett Favre, uh, if you don't remember, uh, got the Jets to the playoffs and then the following year got Minnesota to the NFC championship game. So, uh, I think Tampa Bay is loaded. Uh, I think they're going to be there. I think. San Francisco, healthy is great, but uh, teams don't go back to Super Bowls. I mean, if you look at uh, uh, over the years, uh, you know, the two teams in the Super Bowl, at least one of them never even makes it to the playoffs almost every year. 
think like eight out of the last 10. So uh, I don't see that happening with Kansas City. I think Patrick Mahomes, I'll say it on air, I don't care. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. And I love to say future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, he's been in the league two years. If he stays injury-free, I mean, this team will challenge for a championship every year. So I can't count Kansas City out. But uh, Lamar Jackson for, for Baltimore, he is huh, – they said coming out that he was the wild card, that if he can could, could learn to read defense and throw the ball, that this guy would be something special. I think he's done that. I think he is something special, and he's just unstoppable. Even when they lost last year, he put up 500 yards of offense, made two mistakes that cost them the game. I think they're hungry. I think they win 12 games. Don't be surprised if they go 14-2 and or 15-1. I love the Baltimore Ravens. Two-Face. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going I'm to go out of my way. It's going to be one of those two. Uh, Tampa Bay or Atlanta versus Baltimore, and the Super Bowl is my pick. So, anyways, check out Kevin Todd with Sports Brokers. He gave you his number. Check it out. All right. So, now we are going to go uh, to another segment of the week. Uh, we are going to bring. Let's on, do phone calls, Mikey. Okay, let's bring phone calls on. Um, uh, did you uh, tweet out the live phone numbers? Let's do that, and uh, let's get some live phone calls in. Uh, what they think of the upcoming football season? Uh, let's try not to talk politics. Um, I know today people are like. Trump knew, and he didn't, and he, and he hid it from everybody. Well, of course he did. He had to fucking stop the panic. I mean, can you imagine Trump? We have a coronavirus coming, everybody. Everybody, we're going to be put indoors for two months. Oh, my God, the panic in the street. If you thought trying to get toilet paper was hard, just imagine the rush on the fucking grocery stores that would have been. So all those imbeciles that are saying, Trump murdered people. Trump knew. He, he didn't tell everybody. Wrong joke. Wrong. Just a fucking joke, man. I mean, he did what he's supposed to do, not put people in a panic. Did he play it down a little more than he should have? Maybe. You know, I don't believe that. Um, I believe he did what a leader should have done by playing it down. Uh, if you're a leader, uh, you're. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think Trump's a good leader. So uh, it's one of my biggest flaws I have with him. But you are fake when, news. When it comes to this... Uh, I think he did the right thing. Uh, I said it in March. I said it in April. If you go back on my podcast, I said, listen, we cannot have a widespread panic. Okay. We cannot have a widespread panic. And, uh, and you saw just the panic. Look, I had the one video up of the lady that, that gave the one guy a blowjob for a, for a, for a roll of toilet paper. He's like, if you give me a, 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 a blowjob, I'll, uh, uh, for a roll of toilet paper, she was saying. So, I mean, can you imagine the panic if, if Trump would have said the virus is coming? There's nothing we can do to prepare for it. Um, I mean, look at the leader. You got Pelosi on the 29th of February. Come to Chinatown. There's nothing to worry about. March 12th, you had de Blasio. Come to New York City. We have nothing to worry about. Okay. Every one of them knew. They've all been more informed what was coming. Okay. They did the exact same thing to stop the panic. Uh, you can hate Trump. You can hate his policies. You can hate everything about him. I have no problem with that. That's your opinion, okay? But to say that Trump murdered people and it's his fault, the coronavirus, that's all politics being talking by left-wing talking points, okay? It's an election year. 
everybody's trying to discredit everybody. It's disgusting. It's awful. I hate both sides. I'm going to try my hardest to stay away from it. I'm, I'm still a, a Trump supporter. I'm going to stay through it. Uh, that's my opinion. I don't think that uh, a guy who's been in office for 49 years and has done nothing for this country is going to automatically come in and, and miraculously turn things around. These are lifelong politicians. Uh, they wanted Kamala Harris as their person. They wanted her originally to be president, and now they're going to—they're trying to do a coup to make her president. I think she's evil. I hate her. That's why I'm sticking with Trump. That's my opinion. I'm not forcing that on anybody else. I respect everyone else's opinion. Uh, people take their politics too seriously. Listen, if Biden wins, it's not going to be the end of the world. Those are just talking points. If Trump wins, it's not going to be the end of the world. Those are talking points. Everyone needs to like bring the temperature down a little Let's bit. do phone calls, Mikey. So we have some phone calls uh, come in. Uh, let's hear our first phone call, sir. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. Okay. Let's light up the line. Who do we have on the phone? Let's call in. 702-329-0480. 702-329-0480. We can talk about Mike Sexton, losing Mike Sexton in the poker world. We could talk about football. We could talk about politics. We could talk about, which I really don't want to, by the way. Um, we can talk about anything you want, you know. Um, call me, call me, call me. Let's see what we have coming in. Uh, it is around 4.30. It is Wednesday. Uh, I don't know how many people are out there that are uh, listening right now to the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some phone calls. Um, and uh, that's about it. Well, to the mouthpiece, this is Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Matt from Pennsylvania. Matt from Pennsylvania. How's it going, my man, Matt? Very good, sir. Very good. Uh, I just got a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, the first thing I like to touch on is I really, really enjoyed uh, what you did for Mike the, uh, last week with the uh, getting everybody on there to speak to Mike directly, and he got to hear all that. I mean, uh, you can't – I mean, if, if most people in their lifetimes won't get a beautiful send-off like that. That was just absolutely phenomenal that you did that, and you allowed people to come on your platform and watch all the uh, poker pros uh, – give their final uh, respect to Mike. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we didn't know how it was going to work. You know, I just, you know, I heard Mike was sick. I heard it was terminal. Um, I said to my, I, I started w watching, you know, people tweeting, like, I wish I could say something to Mike. I, you know, I wish I could say something. And I just said, you know, let, let's do the podcast. Let, let's see who comes on. Let's try something. I set up this tribute. I had I, honestly, we had no idea what to expect. Um, and I wanted to everybody to make sure that it wasn't anything about me. Matter of fact, 
I went out of the way to do something I've never done on any of my podcasts or any of my videos. I demonetized it completely because I didn't want anybody out there to think that I was making any money off that podcast. I wanted it to be only about Mike and, um, and it ended up being special. It ended up being great. I, um, I mean, I'm proud of myself for putting it together. I'm proud of the poker world. I'm, I was uh, very touched by so many people from so many parts of poker, from old school to middle school to new school poker players that were able to come on and share their thoughts with Mike. Uh, and, and, and he got to hear them all, you know? Well, uh, I, you know, was, like for me, like, I, you know, I'm not really an emotional guy or I keep things by the long yeah. stuff, but, you know, most people when they're in hospice and, and, and they know that they don't got long, you know, might have a couple family members there. Some people who don't have big families might only have one person. Maybe some people might not have any. I mean, the fact that he was loved by so many and got the fa- got the opportunity to both see and listen to some of his old friends from throughout the years and all the people that he inspired. I mean, uh, what a beautiful send off! I mean, oh my goodness! I mean, the, he had a, they said that he had a smile on his face, and uh, I mean. I mean, most people, like I said, will never uh, have a, a send-off like that. Well, you know, the, all that love, and I just, it was amazing to me. And uh, me personally, I mean, I don't know how, how this would happen, but I think all the pros should get together and tell the World Series of Poker next year to bring back the Tournament of Champions and name it after Mike Sexton. Mike Sexton, Tournament of Champions, and they should run it every year. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been trying to get them to bring this tournament of champion back for a long time. Uh, my, my, matter of fact, my thoughts, you know, uh, Daniel had tweeted out about, you know, the original tournament of champions was uh, Omaha 8, Hold'em, Limit Hold'em, and Stud. Uh, and then uh, the final was No Limit Hold'em. Uh, and that's how, how, how it was. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we'd like to bring back... Uh, uh, I've been I've been trying to get this to with the World Series of Poker for years is, you know, um, everybody who wins a bracelet in, let's just say, 2021. OK. From whatever game it is. OK. Plays in the yeah. tournament. You put it in a tournament. It's a mixed game tournament. So they get to pick the game that they won a, a bracelet in and that game gets played. So if you get a random table. Okay. See, there's a lot of people that don't know how to play anything but no limit, but this is a tournament of champions. So everybody whose best game that they won, whether it's deuce to seven, triple draw, Omaha eight, stud eight, whatever. Okay. Uh, that, that, that bracelet will be in the mix of games to play. And uh, most, most of the game, most are no limit holdem. So you're going to have probably out of eight people at a table, you're going to probably have six, no limit holdems, maybe five. Okay, but those people who play no little hold will we'll have to play mixed games during that time, and then uh, whoever uh, uh, advances to the finals uh, will be televised as the tournament of champions. Let's just say there's 90, 90 bracelets given away, that means 90 people get to enter that tournament that year. Okay, and uh, I, I will say, I will say this though, Mike, and they put up you, a know how million t- and you know how TV too. is, and you know how ratings go. Right. When it comes to this kind of stuff, I would put a caveat that you either can make the tournament via winning a bracelet that year and or you must have a minimum of three World Series of Poker bracelets or more 
to enter if you do not win a bracelet that year. That way you get some name players in the, in the mix. I okay, that's that's it. That was my that's see, I'm exactly the same way. Now, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want people to say, Oh, you just want to do it so because you got four bracelets and you're in the so you could be in every year, but um. No, uh, no, no, no. I, I I'm you. saying, I'm telling you as a poker fan, I'm not right. going to watch a bunch of nobodies that I I don't enjoy exactly. watching. I have no idea. Yeah, I want to see the want, poker brat and the mouth get at it on the I, table. I agree with your thought process. You want Helmuth, me, Daniels, Ivies. You want them because we're not going to win a bracelet every year. So you know, you put in, you put in. If you won three bracelets or more, you're in the tournament of champions. Okay. Oh, uh, by by the way, Mike. Not only, uh, just as we're talking about the tournament of champions. I was watching um, uh, an episode uh, the other day, the one where you were at, not the one that you won, but the following year where it was you, Daniel, and Mike, the last three at right. the table. And, right. um, and one thing I, I think you should bring back, I don't even know if you still have it, but that cool gold chain you wore on your neck, that was pretty neat. Yeah, um, I got fat, so I couldn't, re- I couldn't fit it around my neck. I, ha- I actually want to, I, 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 I need to get a new chain. I want to put it on. I still have it. Uh, I, and you got to bring back the dark sunglasses, too. The old school Mike the Mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. This is I got the new look, you know, with the shaved head, the beard, and uh, I'm back, brother. You know, I'm uh, I've been playing at a real high level now. All of a sudden, I've been dealing with severe pain the last uh, ten to thirteen days since I quit smoking pot. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. Uh, So I just got to find my doctor. He's giving me some uh, another steroid. I I I deal with severe, severe. I have an injury that that I really uh, have kept pretty much to myself. I mean, I've been public about it, but nobody really understands the severity of my injury. Uh, it's really took my life away. Um, lucky for me, they, they did put a spinal cord stimulator in a year and a half ago, uh, which has allowed me to function at least. But for three and a half years, I was bedridden. So, um, you know, when COVID came, you know, I was, I used to have, my joke was, is, oh, now everybody gets to, to deal with what I've had to deal with three and a half years and, not leaving the house every day and just be stuck in the house. So, um, you know, I, I was used to it. So it was kind of easier on me, but I, I, I had plenty of days of depression during COVID, you know? Um, I mean, I'm talking about it. Like you know what though, Mike, I, I, I'll days. tell you what, I, most people in their life would be happy to, I mean, you, the fact that you have the popularity you have, you have the podcast, you're, you're a phenomenal poker player and a name poker player. I mean, you got nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm telling you, I want to see the old school in your face, Mike the Mouse in 2021 at the World Series of Poker. Don't let anybody mess with you and show them that yeah. mouth if you have to, because that's what I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, I, 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 it, it's crazy. You know, COVID's been great for me. You know, I've learned a lot. Uh, I, I, I really, you know, if you look at me 2010 and me 2020, granted, I'm 52 years old. I was 42 years old 10 years ago. But um, yeah, that my maturity level as a person, <laughs> yeah, my maturity level as a person has changed. It's unrecognizable. My thought process of where I was in 2010 before Black Friday and where I am today as a person. Um, I, uh, it's on. Oh, don't get me started on Black Friday. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong as a person, you know, I, I, I mean, like dealing with the pain and what I've dealt with has grown, has made me a much better person today. I appreciate uh, everything in life so much better. 
Um, it sucks. I had to hit rock bottom and lose everything because of my injury and because of Black Friday. But, but honest to God, it's made. Yeah, it but you know what? Though you're such a good poker player, you're just going to make it all back again. Most people I, can't do have, that, but you, you can know, because you have the skill set. Yeah, and, and like I said, even on on the, uh, on the on the tribute with Mike last week, you know, and it was very emotional. It's like there was many a weeks that that I wanted to give up. You know, I, I can't. I, I, it's tough for me to say that publicly, but I can't tell you how many times I thought of killing myself. The pain was so bad, and the fact that I couldn't work, and that everything was when your bills are twenty thousand a month. You know, I got them down to like six thousand now, but when they were twenty five a month for like fifteen months straight. And you can't work and you can't make money and, and you know everything starts spiraling downwards and then you start to panic then you're not playing well and it just goes spiral 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 you see what I'm saying and uh, yeah but to, you know to, what though you're you're one of the biggest name poker players in the world you're gonna make it back I want to see you in more high limit uh, games though for sure I want to see well, you we, play for that high, what's that, what's that game poker. they play for the that purple jacket or whatever it's called yeah the high well, roller eight. bowl. There's eight, there's eight, there's 18, uh, 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 poker go, uh, filmings coming up here in the month of October, uh, including, I think six or seven high stakes poker. There's all kinds of different things, head, uh, uh, grudge matches, head up matches. You know, so you're going to know all about it. That's going to be on poker go. I'll be on a lot of the high stakes poker shows. So, uh, uh, look forward to uh, seeing me on that. Anyways, I love uh, I love that classic game with you and Daniel yeah. where you you won. I had to be I had to be a million dollar pot when you had the you fought the king's full and Daniel had the yeah. three nine. I yeah, couldn't I like, believe four, four, it. 20, I think it was uh, three hundred and ninety two thousand. Anyways, I got another caller. I got to go. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Take care. All right. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Is Mike? What's going on? Oh, hey, Mike. Uh, wow. All right, cool. Um, how you doing, buddy? Uh, good, man. Uh, yeah, what we'll do is we have callers that call in, and when we're on the line with somebody else, uh, uh, and they're not able to get right, through, yeah. we call uh, them back. I, I just, yeah, I just saw you uh, get on, and uh, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I want to call in. It's been a while since I talked to Mike about that, so. Yeah, who's this? So, hey, man, uh, this is, uh, we talked before. Um, I really don't want to, I don't like, we'll call myself Tim. That's a good name. Tim. Okay. Uh, All right. We talked politics before, and uh, I just kind of wanted to hear your reaction again to what happened to uh, with today, with Trump uh, coming out admitting I that mean, he, I, uh, just, he I downplayed mean, everything. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it's just another political hit job. I mean, everybody knew they had to downplay the virus. I mean, they had to downplay the virus. They couldn't have a an all-out panic, you know? And it bothers so, me that uh, people uh, are this, this was stupid. A panic? What's that? We have a panic. Like, we literally have riots in the streets right now. He didn't well, no, the, we have riots in the streets because the Democrats are pushing a narrative that police are killing black people, which is not fucking true. Okay? They did it in, in 2016, where five officers were slain. Now they've gone full out anti police, and everybody's out in the streets rioting and looting because, yeah, oh, yeah. let's get, you know, you have to understand, they're doing it. So he did cause a panic then. Yeah, Trump wants like to bring panic, right? Trump wants to bring panic. the National Guard like, to these cities, and the, the governors and the mayors will be allowed to. But, so, so how many people have died in the BLM thing? Like thirty people, and like most of them died because of the police. But we have over one hundred eighty thousand people. That's what. So four. So that's like over fifty thousand. Like forty thousand. Excuse me, forty thousand Benghazi. 
that happened. Do you, this is not Trump. Do you understand quote, unquote, it's a worldwide pandemic? Okay, the entire world has yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, a pandemic that the head of the executive branch, a third of the government, whose job is to be like authoritarian. Authoritarians suck, but during a pandemic, they might be able to be okay. Fascists really suck in pandemics. That's why the only thing you did with China and restricting people was to decide to be like, hey, I'm going to restrict foreign nationals, but people from America, yeah, I'll bring them back in the middle of a pandemic when they should have been quarantined where they were until they were clean, not like let them all back okay. right now. In okay. the pandemic. You, you, be, you, you be overseas and then, then your country tells you, go fuck yourself. You can't come home. See how you like it. Okay. You say go fuck yourself. It's like quarantine for two weeks, which they ended up two doing weeks. anyway. The, everybody that came yeah, back was quarantined when they flew back. What are you talking about? You, where do you get your info from? Everything that came back, everybody that came back when, when Trump did it was quarantined right away for two weeks. Everybody that was flown in from China was quarantined. Yes, they were. Okay, so I don't know okay. where you get your info from. You know, right, as so far well, as fascists I mean, go, everything part. that hey, every I don't want to get in a political part. argument. The okay, the whole point was this. The whole point was this: is that Trump I, downplayed it on purpose, and people died. Like people, they, they people didn't died. die because he downplayed, downplayed it. it on purpose, buddy. Okay, the people he, that, they, he did. He did. Why are you going to look at the CDC? 9,600 people died that didn't have an underlying condition or what or, or, or wasn't over the age of fucking uh, 70 years old. Go look at your information. Don't stop watching CNN, yes. MSNBC. So, so you got Mike, no I mean, fucking clue. Danny, next caller, please. Danny, next caller. Danny, next caller. Danny, next caller. I didn't murder them. I, 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 don't, I can't. I couldn't hear you. Danny, next caller. I'm not dealing with this shit. I don't deal with political fucking morons that fucking just follow CNN and MSNBC. Okay, it's what it is. I don't want to talk politics. Okay, you guys know nothing. I said on the show in March. I said it on April. Trump has to downplay this virus. He cannot have a widespread panic in the streets. Okay, stop with the 180,000 Americans have died. Okay. 170,000 were over the age of fucking 55 or had underlying conditions, okay? We are in a free country. We're not in a communist fucking country. That's why people who do whatever the fuck they want, more people are going to die in this country than any other country. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Hey, Mikey. Mikey. What's up? What's up, man? Not much, bro. Uh, my name's Pete. What's up, Pete? I, uh, good, good friends with your buddy Danny over there. Helps you out cool. with the show. Oh, I appreciate and, uh, you calling, man. Going to try to get out there to Vegas one of these days and hang out and hopefully meet you and shoot the shit. Well, I appreciate you calling yeah. in. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I listen. I try and do. Uh, I try and do all the best I can do, and uh, 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 you know, that's all. That's pretty much what I can do. You know, I don't like. It's funny, you know, people calling, they want to argue politics with me. I, I'm, not, I'm not here to argue politics. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, this is, people are yeah, so dumb. Heard, this, is a, this is a political, we have, a, the next two months, it's going to be divide, divide, divide on both sides. Everybody's going to say this about one person, this about the other, and they're going to try and hammer it home and see what sticks. And if you're a Trump supporter, they're going to defend him. If you're fucking, if you hate Trump, you're going to come out against them. And then you're going to, but, but I just don't like when people, Calling the show and they want to just 
spew left-wing talking points. Just like if somebody come on the show and they, they want to spew Fox News talking points. I'm just going to tell them straight out, that's a talking point. Let's move forward. Even when my mother came over last week, she wanted to spew as a uh, top left uh, Fox News talking points. I said, Mom, those are Fox News talking points. I said, please. I'm like, the world's not coming to an end if Trump loses the election, and the world's not coming to an end if Biden loses the election. That's all. So stop with the, I mean, the politics, these people are just crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is, uh, I've told, I've told uh, Danny this, I've told all my friends this, um, you know, I'm a Trump supporter and, uh, the way I look at it is, um, I can put it two ways, lions or warriors. Uh, let's just put it as lions. Lions don't need to be concerned with the opinions of sheep. Um, in this day and age with this COVID shit and the elections and all the BLM and, you know, right. people don't realize that on the far left, they're not willing to talk unless they're talking to themselves or their Absolutely. Uh, peers. And yeah. the people on the right, even if you're a moderate, if people on the right, they're willing to talk, debate, or Absolutely. You know, listen. Absolutely. And that's that's the problem I have with, with the people on the left. It's like just like the guy who just called me up, you know, and was, around, was, was going all crazy. Trump's a murderer. And he's responsible for everybody who died in the United States. I mean, when you when you say something like that, you have to ask yourself, how stupid do you have to be to think that? OK, you had a worldwide pandemic. OK, 40 percent of the deaths were in New York City. OK, I mean, the governor put covid patients in nursing homes. They have like 20-something thousand people died in nursing homes when they knew they were the most vulnerable. I'm not blaming everybody. It's not a blame game, okay? I mean, Trump Trump went on the record and told people that he underplayed the virus. Of course he underplayed the virus. He had to underplay the virus. He couldn't uh, overplay because if he did, the panic, you just think you couldn't get toilet paper. People forget you, everything was out of everything. All the grocery stores were empty. People were in a panic and he downplayed it. Can you imagine if he came out and said, you guys are going to be quarantined for three months and you got to stay home? The, I can't even imagine if there would be anything left in this country. So when people say yeah, shit and, like and, that, I just look at them and I say, dude, stop with the left wing talking points. Trump didn't murder anybody. OK, Trump did what it's actually I don't think he's that good a leader. But as of this, with downplaying the virus, stop the panic was one of the, the only times he ever did lead the country in a very as a leader. Now, he's done a lot of great things, but I mean, as an actual leader, you know, what I'm saying downplaying the virus was the right thing to do. Uh, I said it before I even I've seen it for months. So people like act like this is some new revelation. I mean, of course he had to downplay the virus. These people are so stupid. I, I yeah, well, the, the, thing, the thing is, is that whether you love Trump or hate Trump, he's the boss of the country, and we need to rely on him to uh, protect us and um, make decisions in our best interest. So on your point of downplaying it, whether he did or didn't, um, uh, to have panic mode come in is – first of all, completely, you know, unheard of, you know, you don't want people to panic. And then the unfortunate thing is, is, you know, these, these police uh, situations that is causing more upheaval, which I believe is part of the plan of the left to, of course it is. you know, have, have a dire need to 
figure, I mean, to pinpoint and to figure out what exactly it is that they can do to, to make Trump look bad. My biggest thing with Trump is um, I don't like him, you know, on Twitter all the time and shit like that. Neither do because, I. There's so many things I know. hate Trump as Trump the person. Okay, there's so many things. People think I'm this big Trump supporter. No, I support Trump. I support him because of his policies. I think the, I think with the left's policies they are pushing, it will destroy America. Okay, I really believe that. Okay, I, that's the thing is, of course. is before you go out and just want to just bash Trump, blah, 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 he's just fuck, he's not a leader, he's an awful human being, fine, fine, you could go with all that. I could agree with a lot of things. Okay, go look at the policies the left is pushing that you're going to be voting for before you vote. Okay. Right. And policies that will literally destroy this country. Okay. I mean, you can't come out and say 11 million undocumented. I'm going to give citizenship for it. Okay. Yeah. They want to give citizenship for it so they can steal every election. The same reason why they're, they want voting, vote in voting, mail in voting. Okay. Wait, the, listen, 230 people died in the United States yesterday from COVID. That's out of, there's, there's like 8,000 people a day that die in the United States, okay? They don't, where, are they mentioning all those names everywhere on TV? No, because it doesn't politically fit their narrative. Same with BLM, okay? Look at all the young kids, oh, another six-year-old, another seven-year-old were killed this week in Chicago, another four-year-old in New York. Nowhere on TV. They don't care about those black lives, okay? The cop. 29 years old with three kids, black guy, black police officer, shot and murdered. Where's his black life? His doesn't count. Okay, so it's just a it's a Marxist movement that is politically motivated to try and destroy this country. And I'm not gonna stand behind it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's it. Um, I, you know? I'm hundred percent behind you, brother. And it's the same reason why I refuse I... to watch the NBA. Okay, I'm gonna burn all my Lakers shit. I hope fucking the Lakers lose. I just don't have want anything to do. If I want to watch politics, like somebody said the other day, my friend owns floor seats, the Milwaukee Bucks. They were down 2-0 in the series. I said, how are you? I was depressed about the Bucks. You know what he told me? Fuck the Bucks. Fuck their floor seats. I'm giving up on their floor seats. If I want to watch politics, I'll turn on CNN or Fox News. I don't want to watch politics in my sports. And I agree. I don't want to, especially when they're pushing an agenda. Okay? It's one thing if they're pushing something that will help black Americans or help Latino Americans or help the United people of America. They're pushing a Marxist agenda based on a lie that police are killing black people, which is completely untrue. You're three times more likely to be struck by lightning and killed than an unarmed black person killed in America by police. Yet the Biden administration is pushing this lie on America that, oh, black people don't feel safe walking down the street. They're afraid they're going to get shot by police. And killed. Have you seen that well, commercial? And, That's disgraceful. Yes, disgraceful. And the other, man. the other, the other thing, the other thing that that's um, that's starting to uh, gather speed uh, in the domino effect or snowball effect, however you want to look at it, is that I'm seeing more Latinos and more Blacks waking up to the idea and understanding that the Democratic Party promoted slavery, the Democratic Party promoted segregation. Biden especially has said that blacks want to be segregated. Um, he promoted sure. the, they the, won't the bill that, he promoted the bill that that locked up these fathers in these poor black communities to keep them away from their children and their their wife. And there's there's people in jail right now, still in jail, of course, for selling a bag of weed. Okay, and now 
he wants to continue with the um, Planned Parenthood, all the bullshit, and they don't realize, most people don't realize that the Republicans are the ones that abolish slavery. And no shit. To, to, this, you know? to this day, to this day, most people aren't really seeing stuff, but there's a, a, a huge... Um, there's a big awakening, okay? The, the poll, listen, internal polling, okay? The, the election's over, okay? I'm telling you right now, internal polling has Trump way ahead everywhere. It's why Biden came out of the basement, okay? Listen, they made a, the Democrats made a tactical error, very, a very massive one. When the rioting and looting was going on everywhere and they wouldn't let Trump bring the feds in to take care of it, okay? They, they, con- they, didn't, they didn't condone it. They endorsed it, okay? They pushed for more people in the streets. And then the convention, they didn't mention it all, okay? The RNC convention completely exposed the Democrats, and then they went into damage control. The poll numbers plummeted. Trump was able to spin off COVID. And uh, and that's all they're running on. That's all they are only running on COVID. They have nothing else. There is no policies in place that'll help the American people and help poor people become better. There's none. There's just vote for us. We'll make it better. Vote for me. I've been office for the guy's been in office since I was three years old, buddy. Three. What's yeah. he gonna yeah. change? Okay. He's yeah. it's elder Biden, abuse. He's Biden, old. Biden's he's a, senile. He's he can't fucking. He can't read. Any, he can't answer any questions. Even yesterday, he had to read off a prompter to answer a question, okay? They're trying to perpetrate the biggest lie in American history to get Trump out of office, and I think it's a disgrace. And and uh, Kamala Harris, I think, is the most evil person in the world. Picking her as a running mate was disgusting to me. Uh, there's a lot of people on the left I would have voted for. I was a big Andrew Yang fan. Uh, I was a big Tulsi Gabbard fan, but... Listen, this is politics. It's going to get bloody. I told everyone it's going to get bloody. These people are trying to get power. The other people are trying to hold on to power. It is going to be nasty. We are still two months away from the election, and look how nasty it is already. You see what I'm saying? Well, so I, I just yeah, tell everybody, think, lower I the think, temperature because, because I mean, we're in for, we're, we're, we can literally have a civil war if they don't lower the temp. The anti-police rhetoric is what could cause a civil war. When you start, when one party is coming out and demonizing the police on a false narrative, you're taught that's very dangerous, slippery slope. So anyway, all all the Antifa and all the chap and Chaz, they want to defund police. They want to defund uh, government and all this shit. And then as soon as somebody like yourself or myself or anybody, they say, please call the police. The first thing they want to do is call the cops. They're trying to push a Marxist political agenda, man. Yeah, and it, yeah. Marxism, and, and that, communism, and socialism does does not work. It's, it's and, never worked in any country, and that's why our country is the best that's ever been. And and we're the youngest country in the world, period. But yeah, you know, um, we are who we are. And I think that your, uh, I think your political view, and I think that your your. The way you maintain your thought is the way you play poker. Since you're a poker player, you're analytic. You you look at every uh, every option, every situation, and when you think that way, that's the that's being objective and logic. You're it's called free thinking. It's called free thinking, not groupthink. That's what it's called. Not, Everybody on the Democrat Party, they, they they it's all groupthink. They go to they go to MSNBC, CNN, and then they. They, they regurgitate it as facts out loud. 
They don't think for themselves. They don't do reading. Right. They don't say, well, this happened or this happened, that they don't think for themselves. That's why I tell I have I have people, I have two very good friends. I have three very good friends on the political left. And I have one who's on the far left, okay, who truly hates Trump's guts, yet we talk for an hour a day about politics, right? And she she so admit that Trump's did this well, this well, this well, and, and he's been good in this spot, but he's done this, this, and this. And this is why I can't vote for him, right? But we'll, pull, we'll, we'll debate situations. But it's people, sheep, that want to call in, like the last caller, Trump's a murderer. He, he's responsible for 180,000 deaths. I mean, just when you have somebody just speak like that, you ask yourself, how could people be this stupid? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Even, listen, like even Daniel said, more today, we were, we were getting into it. He's like, Trump's a murderer. Trump's a murderer. I'm like, Daniel, relax, dude. Dude, think what you're saying. Okay. Is 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 every other leader a murderer? I mean, is, what what a hundred? If you what they don't understand is is if you take every place in Europe, okay, all 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 the places in Europe, there has been twenty thousand more deaths total in Europe, with and a population of twenty thousand less people combined. But they don't tell you that. They wanted to say we lead the world in in deaths, but it's not that they, they they're framing it that way for political purposes. They are literally weaponizing a virus instead of trying to help people get better and bring it together. And it's disgraceful. And that's just my thoughts on it. Anyways, yeah. Listen, I I, I believe I believe that uh, what you said that you're more likely to get struck by lightning than die from you whatever. are it's facts. Um, same thing. Same same thing is you know getting hit by I'm more worried about getting in a car accident and losing my family than I am about covid I don't I don't uh There you go. You do you know that you you that when you leave your house it's 1 in 111 that you die in a car accident when you leave your house. Do you know what the odds right. of dying from covid are? Like what? 1 in a million? I think it is. Yeah. So everybody and, needs to and, stop and, with the fear mongering over covid. It's just ridiculous. Go not, live your life, man. And they're not factoring. They're not factoring in. They're not factoring in how many people are dying in car, car accidents. How many people are dying just from the regular flu? I yeah. I got sick. I got pretty sick uh, in December, and after uh, after what was going on, I realized that I probably maybe had it, but never got tested for it. I don't wear a mask, dude. A mask is a muzzle, uh, I unless I have to, and. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, if I go out in a, a, in a public setting, I, I have a, you know, I have my little uh, pink max uh, that goes around my head and, and, and seals it to my face. But, but uh, no, I think it, it's all, it's all about politics. It's just, it's, it's disgraceful. More and, callers, uh, Mikey. Yeah, we got to go. I got a bunch of callers. Uh, I appreciate you calling in and, uh, and take care. Stay safe. All right, okay. Buddy. I hope to see you soon, bud. You got it, my man. Take care. Right, later. All right. All right. I didn't want this to be a political discussion today. I wanted it to be more about Mike Sexton. We still are going to have Richie Scalar, Mike Sexton's best friend on um, uh, right after we're done with phone call segments. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't want it to be a political discussion today. I was hoping it wouldn't be, but it's going to get ugly. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm not going to fall for the media lies that 180,000 people died. It's Trump's fault. I mean, they've been blaming the whole virus on Trump, but, it's all over the world. Instead of blaming it, the, the source, which is China, who let it come and spread throughout the world when they didn't let plane plane travel anywhere outside of Wuhan. Anyway, who's our next caller? Let's go. Alec Kessler wants to be on. Let's call him. 
Oh my God. Danny doesn't have his number. Hold on a second. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I was just watching the World Poker Tour on YouTube. Okay, great. Uh, what were you I, watching? I was watching the Bay 101 shootout, where the oh, final yeah, was, uh, was Mike Mattisau and the great Mike Sexton. Yeah, that was the only part I won that tournament was when I knocked uh, Mike out. Um, you know, I, I miraculously uh, finished third uh, in that tournament without winning one pot. And uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, so the only pot I won was when I took, I think it was King Jack against Spike's King Queen, and I hit a Jack to not knock him out sixth. Um, and, um, you know, Mike was really pulling for me afterwards. I, I never won a not, not – if you go and look at that final table, it's pretty amazing. I never won one pot. I was down to like 300,000 when King Vivid had four point something million and this other guy had four point something million. And they were like, raise, re-raise, re-raise, raise, re-raise, re-raise. Every hand it went, raise, three bet, four bet, raise, three bet, four bet. Right? And I'm in the blind and I'm just looking to pick up fucking basically any ace, any, any ace paint or any pair. I might even fucking five bet a king queen the way they were playing. I never saw two paints. I never saw a pair. And I never saw anything yet found a way to finish third with no chips. Um, I switched gears after just folding for hours in which I just went every time he opened the button, I, I moved in, moved in, moved in, moved in, moved in, got myself up to 2 million. Finally, I moved in with the seven deuce offset. I think I went to the well one too many times. He had King queen. Uh, he flopped the queen. Um, and I flopped a pair and then they put three diamonds on the board. And I think I had the, seven of diamonds so i could have hit a do seven of diamond uh that would have been if i would have won that one then i would have been back at the tournament but uh for finishing third there that was a miracle for me but yeah it was a pleasure to, to play with mike and uh he's going to be very missed do you still have that shirt that he signed you know and that is a great question so i do i don't know where it is i was looking through my closet yesterday trying to find it and I'm pretty sure it is in um, uh, when I'm when I moved into this uh, the house that I'm in uh, the rental that I'm in now that it's packed away somewhere because basically I, I kind of just got the clothes that I uh, wear every day that I put in so I was I was looking for it yesterday and um, I I think that it's uh, going to be uh, uh, a great shirt that'll uh, go into the Hall of Fame and uh, I will probably donate it. Uh, somewhere because it um it's uh something that uh when i when i do get uh put into the hall of fame that i will definitely bring with me during my hall of fame speech uh, but i it is around somewhere i i just have to find it i was looking for it last night i'm like where the fuck is it it's so funny you so funny you brought up that shirt so uh, well another yeah. another thing is how good was it having philly sit in the audience while you and watching you play on that final table how much of an enjoyment was that i mean you know phil always pulled for me you know um he was always there for me i've always been there for him um it, 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 i'm not gonna lie that finishing third that tournament was was disappointing because i just never got a card and i mean I, and people if they think i'm lying if they go and look at that final table right and and, and it'll be you know now that after mike's passing and stuff and 
you know, they'll, they'll look at that, they'll look at that final table and they'll, they'll say, wow, Mike ain't lying. I mean, I literally never had a decision. I never, it was raised three bet, four bet. And all I saw was seven, three offsuit Jack. I'm up saw Jack Deuce at least six times. I never had two paints. I mean, I never even had 10 Jack, Jack, Queen, King, Queen, King, Jack, Ace, Eight. I never had nothing. So, uh, you know, so uh, uh, when you look at that final table, yeah, it was a very big disappointment to finish third, you know, but, uh, you know, it was also a major accomplishment to finish third because, I mean, I, I just was so card dead. I mean, King Vivek had 4.2 million. I had like 280,000. He finished fourth. So, uh, you know, that moved me up about 100,000 in money. So I was proud of myself for that tournament. But, yeah, I'm going to find that shirt. Uh, I know before I moved, it was on my, it was in, on my shelf, uh, in my in my closet, and I looked at it. We we're laughing. Uh, I remember because I was like, uh, so it's definitely around somewhere. I just need to find it. So anyway. awesome. Well, I appreciate all your time, Mike. Thank you, sir. Well, thanks for calling in, man. All right. Have, thanks bye -bye. for calling. Bye bye. You too. Chainsaw is on his way. Computer, are you calling Mr. Chainsaw? What's up? Alan, still are you there? don't have the number. What's that? I still don't have the number. What do you mean? I texted it to you, you fucking idiot. What? <laughs> Hello? Yes, Mike Richie. Try again. Richie. What's going on, Richie? Hey. How's it going, Richie? Hold on a second. We got uh we're gonna take one more phone call. Go ahead, Richie is I got on. Okay. okay, take your time. I'm, I'm sweating the baseball. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do here, buddy. Uh, I sent it to you. you. I mean, if you can't get your text. I mean, here, here here's, here's another text, idiot. I love you. I love you, buddy. There you go. There's send Alan's it again. number. There it is, buddy. I, how many times do you want me to send it to you? Oh, I'm sending it to Alan. No wonder why. Okay. Duh. I sent Alan's number to him. How stupid am I? It's my fault. Sorry, 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 computer. Computer, that was my fault. Now who's the idiot? I'm the idiot. Okay. I literally sent Alan Kessler's number to Alan, and I texted it to Alan instead of to you. Wow. I am the worst. I am the idiot. Computer, computer. I apologize, computer. Computer, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Man, I told you it's been a tough day for me, man. It's cool. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Chainstar, Alan Kessler, what's going on? I wanted to make sure you knew about this World Series of Poker Tournament of Champions thing that's happening on the 13th. Yeah, I, I, I saw you uh, post it, and you said, if, is, I, I saw the tweet that said, is Mike Mattis invited? And I was like, uh, I didn't even know about it. So uh, you're, you're, know on about the, you're on the eligible list. There's only a, a select group of people that are even allowed to play in this. And uh, it's a 10,000 buy-in, but then some people get in for free. Yeah. Well, anyway, I am, am I on the list of? Let me ask you something. Am I on the list for free, or am I on the list for ten k? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to probably play for either way. But if I'm on the list for free, 
that's better. If I'm on the list for 10K, well, I'll just have to. Yeah, you're on the list to buy in. You're not on the free list. Okay, well, that's okay. I'll just have to buy in then. That's what. That's, uh... I, I told Daniel about it yesterday, and he immediately posted without giving me credit that he's playing it. Yeah. Oh, Daniel? He had no idea about it. It's a, it's a great sort of event. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea about it. So, uh, no, I'm definitely going to play it. That's, uh, what's today, the 8th? So that's five days from now. I'll probably sell half of myself. Yeah, but uh, I, I think you may have missed the deadline to to uh, let them know you were playing it. But I'm sure you can uh, call Jack or call somebody. Yeah, I'll give Jack a call today. I had I didn't even know about it, you know, until I saw your uh, tweet yesterday. So uh, I appreciate you telling me about it. So how you been, my friend? I'm doing all right. Yeah, what have you been are, doing? Are right? you on the radio show now? Yeah, we're on the podcast right now, man. So oh, I didn't even know you were doing that. Now. I, just, I just was, I was really worried that you were going to miss out on this thing. So I, that's why I was calling. Oh, you because I okay. To make- yeah, I'm doing a podcast right now where we're talking uh, life, uh, the world, sports, politics, all the all the normal bullshit, and. Um, my man, Hillary. My, my 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 man Richie Scalar is going to come on. He's going to he's going to talk. Uh, uh, he, he wants Richie to talk some to stories. Talk about Mike? Yeah, he's going to talk some good stories about Mike. So uh, so I'm having him on as our you guest. Know what, uh, you know what the really crazy thing about the whole situation is? If you think about it, Mike was just on like Poker After Dark. I I played with him at Bahamar like in like last November or December, and it's just amazing how fast that that disease can attack somebody. I mean, I didn't know about it. I mean, according to everybody, I mean, he's been battling it for four years. He kept it very quiet from everyone. And it, it became uh, terminal around three or four months ago. I mean, he seemed perfectly and, fine when I, when I saw him last November in, uh, at the Bahamar. He, yeah. he didn't seem like there was anything wrong with him. Well, there wasn't. You know, he, I mean, he, they thought they had the, the cancer under control. And um, I guess... Uh, Richie's going to come on here in a little bit, and he'll, he knows more about it. He'll tell, he'll kind of give you the idea of what, what uh, kind of what Mike's really, Mike really went through in the last uh, four months of his life. So uh, yeah, I mean the thing, uh, about, it must have just gotten really, uh, it must have just really spread very quickly over the last several months because he just seemed perfectly fine. If you watched that Poker After Dark episode he did a few months ago, he uh-huh. looked, he, he seemed perfectly healthy. Like, yeah. It's just so, really scary to think about. It sucks, man. That's part of life, man. And that's why I tell people, you know, even when I've been through my injuries and stuff, and everybody whines and cries about poker, and I run so bad, and I this so bad, and life is precious, man. I learned this the hard way. You got to take every day um, like it's your last day. You got to treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, and you've got to you've got to appreciate every day you wake up. I mean, I've told my brother this when he was struggling with his mental problems and also, and, and I've struggled too, as you know, is, you know, go outside, look up in the air, look at the sky, look how beautiful the world is and appreciate life. You know, you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. You know, you don't know if you're going to drive to a store tomorrow and, and, and get hit by a car and die, you know? So live every day like it's your last day on earth. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And uh, don't let politics control your life, man. Just try and try and yeah, uh, really just be uh, upbeat, things. you know. So many people, you I know, they really, get so- it really made me think about things because, you know, yeah. I just take things for granted. I mean, I haven't really, you know, I've been even though you know, I, 
I'm not really that successful at poker lately, but I've, I've been successful in life because I really haven't worked or had a job in like right. 25 years. So I should really appreciate that more than I do. Yeah, you should appreciate it. And I, and I, listen, I have discussions with me and, me and Phil Hummel, if we talk about four days a week, at least an hour or two on the phone, you know, and, and you know how Phil is. He likes to talk, you know, a lot about himself oh, speaking and of success. And I tell Phil, Phil many, all the time, I'm like, dude, just, yeah, just think. Make sure you how, tell Phil Helmuth about that event because I think he's also on the list. Yeah, I will. Uh, how good we have it, you know what I'm saying? How good and precious life is, you know. A lot of people, you know, they have to, you know, especially with COVID and shit, people are struggling to eat. People are struggling to survive. You know, people are struggling to put food on the table. We have life good, and we need to, you need to, to understand. You have to say, to under, like you said, don't take it for granted, man. Wait, play, live every day like it's your last day on the earth. And I promise you, you know, things, you know, you'll be a lot more happier. You won't let yourself be depressed. And, uh, you know, I guarantee you Mike lived his, lived his life like that. And, uh, you know, um, we're going to have Richie on here as, uh, as soon as we're off the, off the call with you. And uh, Yeah, I just, I just and, wanted to – that was the main reason I called you, to make sure you knew about that event. And, I appreciate uh, also it, Also, let Phil Helmut know, I guess. But you got it. Alan, God is, bless you, man, and I'll, uh, I'll keep in right. touch with you and uh, take care of my friend. Message right. me back if you got in. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm curious if, if, if you can still get in because they said it closed yeah. yesterday, but I, I think there's still going to take people. Yeah, I, I, I'll see it. If I, you know, listen, if I don't get in, it's not the end of the world, uh, but it would be pretty cool because I'll be able to stream it on my channel, so it would be pretty cool. All right, Al, take care, my friend. All right, thanks All a right. lot for having me on. You got it. All right, we got a, we, we, we got a lot of calls we missed, and uh, that's okay, but I want to, you know, it's been already a long time. I, I, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring uh, right now uh, uh, one of Mike uh, Sexton's best friends in life, uh, before he passed away, he was like the person who, um, who originally I, I was talking to when Mike was sick, and um, you know he he he's he's been with Mike. He he's been at his side in his last days. Um, he's a little bit crazy. You guys know him, and uh, my man Richie Scalar. Richie, what's up, my man? <laughs> I'm crazy, right? You are a little crazy, you know. How's my hat? Your hat, your hat's crazy. Let's look. Wait let's, a minute. Let's, How's let's, my tablecloth? Hold on. Let's see your tablecloth. Hold on. Yeah. My man Richie's a big Trump supporter. All right, before we get into politics, I know you like to talk politics. No, let's forget start, about politics. Let's, let's, let's get away from me. let's 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 talk about Mike. Um uh you um you were aware of Mike, how sick he was um about four months ago. And his way, his, way before that. Way before that. Now um why don't you let all the poker world kind of like in the timeline of when Mike was got sick, when it became obvious that he was going to be in trouble and not going to make it. And, uh, a, you know, a lot of stories, a lot of things you guys talked about and, uh, and a lot of uh, old things that you guys did together. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, uh, all right. So, um, about, about two and a half years ago, maybe three right in that area. Uh, Mike told me that he had prostate. They found prostate cancer and they checked his PSA and his level was extremely high mm -hmm. because I had it in 2008 and my level was 3.5. It was brand new and I had prostate surgery. Right. So mine was brand new and I, I had never had a problem since. Gotcha. Mike, when I asked him what his PSA number was before he had prostate surgery just about three years ago, 2.0. 2.0. 
two and a half years ago. He said his PSA number was 22. Now, I never heard of anything like that. And I said, that can't be right, 22. It can't be that bad. And that's that's what he said it was. So he had he had robotic prostate surgery roughly two and a half years ago. And he was doing fine. Okay. And he was doing fine. And they weren't sure if any leaked out of the prostate before the surgery. But I, I by knowing what I went through, hearing the number 22 on your PSA test, which reminds me, everybody go get a blood test twice a year and make sure you check your PSA level. It's that simple to stay safe. Absolutely. And Mike, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I was worried when he told me 22, and he, I said, make sure you keep going in every month or two and have them check your PSA level, and it was okay, it was okay, it was okay. And about six months ago, I could start seeing a little change in Mike. He was moving slower. He was walking slower. He looked a little more pale. A month was, after he, the, was he telling you that he was going, was he still going for those uh, monthly tests? Yes. Yes. And then he got some special, about four months ago, he, roughly he got some special blood circulation I'm not even sure what it is. He had to go in there for four hours, two or three different times, and they took the blood out of one arm and recirculated it back in the other. And I'm not, we were both saying that the doctors didn't seem, they didn't seem uh, knowledgeable enough. So I called Billy Walters, and Billy Walters got Mike into scripts the next day. You, you know, you brought that up. So is Billy out of jail now? Yeah, Billy's uh, on home confinement out uh, so of jail now. Somebody asked me, like, about that, and I thought, with you know, they had let so many people out with the COVID started. I'm, and I was thinking to myself that uh, he probably got out, and somebody asked me, is Billy Walters out of jail? I said, you know what? I could probably find out from – I could probably get a hold of Billy Baxter and find out, and I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up. Yeah. Somebody yeah, he's out, out. and uh, you spent three years in jail, though. Yeah, don't worry. For uh, four hundred million dollars for three years in jail, I, I think I might for four hundred million. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but but the Southern District of New York and Pre Paraha, who the same one that robbed Ilya out of five million, robbed yeah. Billy out of his money and his time also. Well, he was a very, he's a very corrupt prosecutor. It's why it's why our man Trump got rid of him the fucking on day one. Yeah, and he refused okay. to quit. And Trump Remember said, that? "You're fired." He's very corrupt, very corrupt prosecutor. I, you know, I blast. I, I, I used to that. blast him on. I used to blast him on Twitter every time he sent out a tweet. I'd send out a blast. You, you camera loving, abusive power punk. He, he's he's really bad. You know, and so, I, I got barred from Twitter. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's sad. I believe it because uh, people in power. I mean, if you if you discourage people like, you know that that. I'm not afraid of him. He's yeah. a punk. Lion filth is what right. he is. Well, let's 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 move forward off of him. So, so you All call right. Billy Walters and uh, go. Let's go to, back to that story. So I called Billy and told Billy um, Mike's doing real bad, and and the doctors here I don't think are good enough, and they're not getting in touch with him enough, and they're putting him through procedures that don't seem right to me. So I called Billy, and Billy got him in scripts in San Diego the next day. Okay. 
So he went down there and they did all kinds of tests immediately. And Mike was much happier with the doctors down there. Then he came back and, but he started deteriorating every day. And what did the doctors say? Every day. What did they say six months ago? What what were they, what were they, what was the prognosis today? They did a blood test and he's supposed to have no PSA level because he had his prostate out. Okay. But the PSA level showed about six months ago, 1.0, which it should show zero. Okay. And then a month later showed 2.0 and a couple of months ago, 4.0 and 4.0 when he's supposed to have zero is not good. So the PSA, the cancer from the prostate that leaked started spreading. Gotcha. Now, just five weeks ago, even though Mike was tired all the time and lost weight and weak, he was still capable of driving his car. And we met for dinner just five weeks ago. But then it exploded bad. Yeah. It exploded bad. Yeah. He sat... He sat in his chair in front of the TV for about a week, and then they got him a hospital bed, and then he laid there and watched the TV. But he was his mind was always working. Yeah. To the to one hour before he passed away. Yeah. To one hour before he went to sleep. You know, I I when I felt you know I, I, after talking with Linda and she told me that that he didn't want it to get out to anybody, and I guess somebody that wasn't supposed to say anything, tweeted out how sick he was. And that's how he, how the poker world kind of found out about it. And we look back at it now and, um, and we, uh, we're glad that, he, that it did get out because we were able to put together that tribute. Well, um, you, that was your idea. Yeah. And remember, I was at his house sitting next to him when you texted me right. and asked me, what do I think? And I, I said, I think it's great. Do it. Right. And then I asked Mike, I just said, do it to you. But then I said, Mike, Mike Mattis, I was going to put up, go uh, talk about you and have a lot of people on zoom on a podcast. And he said to me, what do you think? I said, I think it's great. And he said, if you think it's great, then do it. Yeah. And so like I, I, I was you know, we, said, we really didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I put together the little video um, and I, I called, I had um, Lizzie, you know, call, text everybody she knows in her contact book. And, and um, it ended up being just amazing. And, and uh, you know, I, uh, I, I don't want to get emotional about it. I know we both get emotional. We think about it because it's still very fresh. Um, the, the, you know, um, sending me those pictures, uh, which, uh, I'm not, they told me not to, to send out and I'll never send out, but watching Mike with his son and his family, watching me on that TV while he's in bed, uh, why everybody is sending their love and support for him is kind of an image that sticks with me forever. Um, I uh, was, was never as close to Mike as you, uh, but he, he helped me through problems. Um, Mike was always somebody that, that could talk to and he'll give you, you know, his thoughts. And I mean, I honestly, there are at least three times where I, I thought about giving up, man. I mean, to, to go through what I went through and the injury and losing everything and, and uh, 
you know, it, it, I didn't know if I could make it back, and uh, and I made it back, and uh, and I and I'm back, and I and Good. I'm on my feet, and I and I still Mike's lost. very positive. Mike yeah. was always positive. Mike could lose 19 games in a row gambling. And he'd be sweating the 20th one as hard as the other losers. He's a the one thing about Mike. I mean, I mean, I, he was a sick fuck. He's truly as great as an ambassador for poker, as great as a person he is. He was truly one of the sickest sports betters <laughs> that ever walked. You have no idea. And I don't even have any idea. Right. You have so, no idea. So, I mean, let's uh, let's uh, let's throw in a couple of Mike Sexton. Uh, uh, sports betting stories, some golf stories for for the public that 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 only knew Mike, the announcer of WPT, or or Mike, the great guy that he was. I mean, throw in some fun stories for everybody to hear. I'll tell you. Well, I have so many of them. When I know. You, Hank, when you're together talking five times a day for 15 years every day, maybe I miss five days in the 15 years. Right. He he called me and say, "What do we need today?" I'd call him and say, what do you need? He'd say, where are we eating? Should I bring? He loved to say the colonel instead of Kentucky fried chicken. He loved to use the word the colonel. He said, he'd say, how about I bring over the colonel tonight and we'll sweat the games. So he, um, here's one game. I, I, a lot of times I would have a game and he'd see the score like 21 to nothing in the first quarter. But meanwhile, they were laying like 11 and a half or 12 points or 14 points, for instance. And when he'd see 21, nothing, he'd text me a bunch of these hand clapping things and and uh, money bags. And, and the game just started. I'd go crazy when he did that. And then, and then they did end up losing, right? Not covering. Not every time, but but. When he, he sees twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. He thinks the game's over. Yeah, so he did that I, a lot. That was I did that. When I was in sick mode, I would do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, and but I would do the opposite. If I was down, right, like fourteen, and I was laying six and a half, I'd think the game is over, and then I'd make a halftime bet on something I'd have no interest in. I'd lose the halftime bet. The team that was that I had the money, I would come back and win. And then I'd be so tilted that I had the winner, but tilted off at halftime that I'd bet double on another game that I had no yeah. interest in. I mean, I did that a million times. So now there's another. We're over at Bellagio uh, outside the poker room. Thor Hansen. Mm -hmm. Thor Hansen, you know, passed away from cancer, what, about right. four years ago? Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. Uh, me and Mike. And we're standing outside the poker room and we're about to go eat and Thor says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to go make a bet. <laughs> so now, a sick fuck, man. Oh, another great human being. Thor so I said, no, Thor, come on, let's go eat. He says, no, oh, no, come on, just a minute. So we walk with him, we follow him, and he goes to the counter. This this is funny. And he bets 5000 on, I don't know what he bet. Basketball, football, I have no idea. Thor Hansen never remember. knew what he bet, so it doesn't make a difference. I can't remember what he bet on. He bet 5000 and the ticket came out of the machine. He paid the guy, and he folded up the ticket while the guy was counting the money, and he and he put the ticket in his pocket. He started to walk away, and the teller, the ticket seller at Bellagio said, hey, don't you want to check your ticket? You didn't check your ticket. And he said, 
What's the difference? It's the truth. What's the difference? And, and Mike agreed with him. And you know what? I can relate with that because, like, when I was betting sports, I mean, a six sports better just bets because they just love watching sports and they need the action. So it's like, I mean, uh, I can't tell you how many times, like, I mean, it's like, yeah, what is the difference? It's like, especially when you're like, pick as many losers as me and Mike done over our lifetime. That's hilarious. You know, I mean, if they would have printed the wrong side of the ticket in my lifetime of what I bet, I, I couldn't even imagine how many millions I would have had, you know? So that's a, you know, that's a pretty That's what, now here's another, another Thor Hanson and Mike and me. We're at the Rio. Thor just won a million dollar tournament. This is way back. And, and Mike put him in and they split in. Now we're in the hallway at the Rio and some reporter comes up to, to Thor with the microphone and wants to interview him. Thor said, sure. And the, and the girl says, so Thor, what are you, what are you going to do with that million dollars? You just won. And me and Mike are laughing. This is the greatest answer. I'll never forget it. You remember it? I did. He said, well, I'm going to pay. He said, he says, I'm going to pay everybody. I owe. No, no, say, that's not they right. Go, they go, what are you going to do with the rest? He goes, well, the rest of them are going to have to wait. That's a, Yeah. He says, I'm going to pay a few debts. And she says, what are you going to do with the rest of it? He says, they'll have to wait. Exactly. Well, Absolutely. I fell on the floor laughing. It was unbelievably funny. Thor Hansen, you know, he, you know, I'd like to see him in the hall of fame one day and, you know, maybe when I do get in the Hall of Fame, it'll be in the same year with Thor Hansen. Uh, we were really close. Uh, Thor was, um, he was something, boy. Uh, another guy with a positive outlook. They gave him six months to live. He lived another, what, seven years? Thor? Cancer? Yeah. He went well, to Denmark. Well, I think like three, or, like three to four more years after. Which after they gave him like three months to live. Yeah. He went for the special treatment in Denmark. Um, and so it was, uh, it was good to it see It was good. Him. He did good. Yeah, he fought, he fought hard. He did good. Now, then, uh, so here's another here's another good golf story. Yeah, this is January of 06. Wait a second here. Did I lose you? There we go. January of 06. Uh, I came to town and my to either caddy with for Mike or play with him as a partner or myself. It all depended what games. You know, everybody was playing. Doyle, Phil Ivey, Eric Lindgren, Dewey, Bobby Baldwin, that whole crew, and playing very high money every day because everybody, including you, owned part of the poker sites then. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of money around, and every Negrano, everybody wanted to play. A lot of money going around 2006, 2007. Everybody wanted to play golf. So now the second day I'm here. They never got me at the golf course, Richie. They no. never got me on the golf course. They tried. They you never got did. Broke, you would have got broke faster. I got broke faster. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, now it's the second day I'm here. We have no golf game the first day. The second day I'm here, Mike makes a golf match with Phil Ivey and a friend of Phil's name, Matt, against me and Mike. Best ball at Shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. Now – I told Mike, I said, Mike, this is in his book. He put this story in his book. I'm not going to play that hard 
I just want to win a little because Phil Ivey's got a lot of money and I want to keep him around. So, so, so. What's amazing so is they used, to, they used to hustle Phil Ivey and they got him and got him and got him. And what did he don't. do? He hired a pro to teach him how to play. And then he went and hustled everyone back. With, don't worry. He got it all back and then some. Absolutely. And Wait. I'll never forget the, the guy from London uh, couldn't wait, couldn't wait to run and go play him golf. He's like, he thought he had the shit, the nuts with him. And then he beat him, what, $1.2 million, And then it took him, what, uh, six years to pay him like half. Yeah, he was he was whining that Phil hustled him when he when Phil already oh, lost to him. But it's yeah. okay for them to have hustled him. I'll never forget. Uh, what's, yeah. uh, I no, that guy was out of line. He was way out of line, way out of line. Yeah. So Listen, now, so yeah. we have a match this second day at Shadow Creek. And Mike and Phil are on the front tees, and Mike's about a 92 shooter from these tees, and Phil's shooting 105. Right. He's like a 105 shooter then. And, and I'm playing this uh, from the back tees, and I'm about one, one and a half a side better than the other guy. So I'm saying, wow, I'm just going to play easy and win a little. I want to keep Phil around. Well, Mike, I'm warming up on the, on the driving range, and Mike comes up to me and says, you're, you're going to have to change your uh, ideas because we're playing for a little bit more money today. And how and much said, was how that much? little bit more? I said, well, I thought we were playing 5,000 Nassau, which is 5,000 for the first nine, second nine total, and one press aside. So if you get scooped, you lose five bets, is 25,000. Right. He says, we're playing for a little more. I said, how much? He said, 40,000 every hole. Oh my God. Every hole. <laughs> and how'd you end up? Well, the first hole, I hit this at shadow. I hit a big drive down the middle with a little draw and it, it, the hole goes left. I hit a wedge to in the leather about a foot and a half away for birdie. We're 40,000 five minutes after we teed off. We're 40,000 winner. And the next hole, I hit a big drive again, but I pulled my second shot just left to the green with a wedge, and I was motherfuckering myself. I hit such a bad shot, I came over the top. Now I have this impossible shot to the hole and the big break, about a 20-foot break, and, and I'm praying to God I can just put it down this embankment and get it within 10 feet to maybe have a chance to make par because Phil is 15 feet away into putting for birdie. Right. So now I'm looking, looking... And I put it from this downhill and way up high to the left. And now it starts going to the right and going downhill and it's tracking towards the hole. And it goes in from about 70 feet. And I think I heard this story back then. Yeah. It was, it was, well, it was and talking. then Mike yells out the biggest music to my ears I ever heard in my life. Remember, he just got $30 million from Party Poker. Right. And when a guy... Wait a second, Mike. Right, yeah. When the guy that's backing you has $30 new million and yells out, that's my man, that's a good sign. Yeah, no shit, man. No shit. So, you know. That's just one of many, many hundreds of stories. But it's that was a fun one. Yeah. So, you know, um, we, we, we know that, that Mike, you know, so many great stories, you know, that's a really good to hear. And, uh, 
you have you have we, we we could probably be on this thing all night you have so many mike sexist stories uh that is and uh for the poker world and for so many people to hear but you know i know what a good person mike was i know how hard it was having you on i know last week um uh i know you're still a little bit hurt it's going to be hard for you and stuff um a lot of people have been uh, texting and uh, e uh, private uh, DMing me about if they're going to do any type of uh, memorial service for Mike. I know during COVID, you know, you can't have that many people at a funeral. Do, are they going to do some kind of uh, memorial service or is it going to be possibly after the uh, pandemic? All right, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm in touch with Matt Savage. Right. World Poker Tour is handling it. They're going to put it together and somehow, some way, I'm not sure exactly when, I'm sure soon, right. but because of COVID in, in Nevada, you can't have more than 50 people, I think. I had six at my dad's funeral, so I know. How, how many? Six. Six. They wouldn't allow so, more than 10 at the time, so it was really fucked up. So I Yeah, but I made a suggestion to Matt. I know where Mike would love, love the service. Mm-hmm. Right on the golf course, right on the grass of the golf course. No, Any golf it. course he played. And you're outside so you can have more people. That's true. I mean, uh, you could have, definitely have more. To, uh, I mean, uh, More they, than the 50 that they're allowing. Well, they, they've, already, they've already got, there's proof that the COVID spreads like, like 60 times more inside than it does outside. And, yeah. And that's pretty so anyway, obvious by, by what's going on in the world. So. So World Poker Tour and Matt are are deciding and they're, they're going to let me know and ask me if I have any ideas after, which I really don't. I, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'll have the strength to even talk there. I might just write something and and if I don't yeah. feel good well, enough to talk, I'll let Matt read it. No, it's a, listen, it's, um, you know, uh, it it's... It, 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 the thing that bothered that hurt me so much when I heard that Mike was sick and why I wanted to have the tribute and stuff is because because I know how much Mike meant to poker. I mean, there wasn't I, I, I said it on the show last week and I, I don't give a shit if anybody wants to argue with me. I mean, nobody that's made money in poker, including when we had the full the poker boom, the full tilt boom, the moneymaker boom would have never been possible if it wasn't for Mike Sex's vision. Uh, he was ahead of his time. And uh, it's uh, it's a, it's a tremendous loss for the poker world. Yeah, um, actually, Mike, let me good. tell a quick story exactly how that happened, so, so people really, really know. Go ahead. It, when they started, Mike started with party poker. When uh, Ruth came to Mike, I remember, and asked him if he wanted to help them with their poker site. They already had an online gaming site. Mm -hmm. I remember poker the party site. party poker million. Um, it was limit holding the first one, Kathy Liebert won, and the second one, Howard Letterer won. So yeah. you don't even realize that, that it wasn't no limit. No limit didn't become the, the, no, it was limit then. Everything was limit hold them yeah. until, uh, 2002, pretty much the moneymaker boom. And then, then, it, then it, uh, cause I remember being on that party poker cruise. I remember, I remember carrying my laptop on, and we were playing online poker uh, from No Limit, and I was uh, on Ultimate Bet because Party was just starting, and that's why we were, we were promoting the yeah. party, party poker uh, 
uh, World Poker Tour, I think, was the, the first. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a very quick story on how poker exploded. What Mike did one thing to make it explode. Go ahead. He he started working for party he was in India for three months. He helped them with what they needed on the software. They, they knew how to build it. And that happened. He was there for three months. He came back and then the world poker tour started mm -hmm. with Mike and Vince. Now party poker had just started also mm -hmm. Mike. They came to Mike three months. Party poker came to Mike three months after they started their poker site. Mm -hmm and said they were offered $5 million for their poker site. Mm -hmm. And Mike said these words, that's the greatest deal I ever heard for the other side. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. So they, he talked them out of selling it. Now, right after that, the World Poker Tour started, and they were on the Travel Channel. And Mike had Ruth oh, I remember. by... Huh? I remember. And Mike had Ruth, owner of Party Poker, buy advertisement time on the World Poker Tour. And that's when it exploded. Party Poker was doing, uh, I think, 50000 a week. No, they were week. customers, yeah. They were, they were the biggest. People don't realize, like, before the, UN, uh, the uh, Unlawful Internet Gaming Act came out in 2006, which was um, a scam, political scam. Before, it was a political scam that these corrupt politicians put underneath a uh, port act, a safe port act. A uh, port terrorist bill. Yeah, terrorist bill to uh, to get rid of uh, because they weren't getting paid their money. That's not, you know, I should have known then how corrupt the politicians were. Uh, when I became political in 2015, I really learned how, how corrupt everyone is. Me too. Uh, but I mean, I, I mean, we, we live in... I mean, they say that we're the 16th most corrupt country. Man, I'd like to see what the other 15 are. No, I, we're, I mean, we're number one. We, we got to be the most number one most corrupt country because, and that's it, why, you know, we get into to, to, to politics a little bit. And I don't really want to touch too much on it. It's like, I mean, Biden's been in office for 49 fucking years. This guy sold out more to China. 47. Yeah, but since I was three years old. I mean, this guy sold out fucking America to China, okay? Just that's why I went, when Trump came out and he called the, the Trump travel ban uh, a xenophobic and racist because he's all on China's side, you know. So, listen, they can say what they want about Trump. And, and yes, he made some mistakes during COVID, but he had to underplay it because of the fact that he couldn't have a worldwide panic. Look, look, you couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't get anything to eat. Every supermarket. Yeah. People, people forget. Just imagine if we had a full on panic on hand, what it would have been like. They'd have been killing thousands in the streets, you know? So Here, Like what you just said is we're supposedly the 16th most corrupt co yeah. uh, I, I in the world. I'm with you. We're number one, and here's how you know. In the United States, when you commit a coup on the president, you go on book tours and TV shows. Yeah. In any other country in the world, when you try a coup on the president, you got you're shot dead the next day. No shit. We're the number one most corrupt. It's ridiculous. We are corrupt. You know, I want listen. I don't want to get into politics. You know, we have our own beliefs, uh, and I respect other people's beliefs, and I know you do. You know, we we, we might disagree with them, 
but I know we respect them. And I think that is the difference between the political left in the country and the political right. The political right listens to people's views on the political left. They respect their views and they say, I disagree with them, but I respect your views. The political left, they call you murderer, Trump's a murderer, Trump's this, Trump's that. They burn yeah. the country down. You're evil, yeah. you're a fascist, you're a Nazi, you know, and, and they just, and they, and they hate you. They, they you know, the, supposedly the Democrats are the party of love, but they hate you because you disagree with them. Well, Ilan Omar called, says horrible things about Jews, and she's... Yeah. And she's still a congresswoman. How yeah. is she not impeached immediately? Agreed. Because the political I don't understand left, it. Because the political left will, 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 will pander to anybody they can for votes. They don't care who dies. I said it from the get-go. They don't care who dies. They don't care... Look what they're doing to this poor Biden. The guy should be in a in a in a in a old age home, okay, uh, with somebody taking care of him. Instead, he's he he has a chance to become the president of the United States, and he can't put two sentences together. And, I if, anybody, and if anybody wants to debate me on that, they, they they just they're they're not watching. That's why they hit him for six months. Okay, he's come out. He can't put two sentences together. He can't even wanna, talk. He can't even talk. There's no way that Biden. I mean, they could. They 150 million people, and they and they want they want power so bad. They were they figured they could run Biden because he was born in Pennsylvania. Yet he's hated by everyone in Pennsylvania. They try and get <laughs> Pennsylvania back, and they figured they could ride because uh, Obama's coattail because he was his vice president. Um, they they know the internal. Just they know the just wait for September 29th. Mike. Uh, September 29th is the first debate. The blood will be coming off, flowing off the edge of the stage. Well, that's why they're pushing everybody. Vote, vote now. Early vote. Vote, vote now. Because they know what the debates are going to look like. Yeah. You know Let's saying? finish. Let me finish about Mike and the yeah. poker boom. I'm almost done with that. Yeah, let's do so, that. I don't want to talk about politics much. Let's go. Party poker was talking, uh, taking, uh, doing about 50000 a week when they first started. Or, right. When Mike was done having them advertise... About six months or so to a year later, they went from doing fifty thousand a month to three million dollars a, a day. day. A day, I know. And that's when poker exploded, mm -hmm. and that was all Mike's idea. And and people don't realize that party was the biggest, was the number one site by far. They pulled out when the UMICA came. And poker stars in full tilt decided they were going to try and, and and beat the government and stay in the United States. Well, do you know why they? Do you know why they pulled out? Yeah, because they were they were they were on the stock market. They were public. right. They were they were public, so they had to. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, um, and, and and again, I didn't know nothing about politics at the time, but I do know that poker stars in full tilt paid a lot of money to Harry Reid's reelection campaign. Uh, promising them that they would uh harry reed yeah that they he's, would make sure he makes he's a bigger thief than uh 99.9 he was the worst of the worst the worst of the worst yeah and uh and, and then, by the uh, way john mccain and him were best buddies and that, that's why they john mccain gave the dossier to the fbi and okay. started all this nonsense of course i don't want to get into it but uh listen one thing uh we're not going to talk politics we're going to talk about mike we yes. know the truth, um, and, uh, and and you know what was really great is is um, about the, the the tribute we did is you know there was a lot of people on there that are 
that are on the far political left that came on the show to give Mike um, his his due and make it and made him feel great. That we was all, very nice. I, we were I, all able. I loved it. Yeah, we were all able to come together and put the differences aside. Um, and listen, politics, it's like, you know, even like I was talking with Daniel today, he was, you know, he was all up in arms about uh, this video about him under, but I mean, I knew he underplayed the virus. He had to, I mean, I've been saying it for since March that he had, that he, that he had to underplay it. So I didn't want to talk about it, but, but you know what, it, it it's going to get ugly. It's politics. You know, you got to, the greatest thing about the thing we did last week is, is so many people from every part of the political spectrum of Coca world, people who just like me, people who just like, um, you know, whatever, you know, they all came together for Mike. It was a great. It was day. so nice what you did and your idea for Mike and Mike got to hear it was yeah. so nice. I know, I know you get emotional of it, you know. It was and, so nice, and uh, and and I know that uh, you know. Uh, I know I, I've gotten so many you know things of how great a thing it was, and and you know I didn't again. I, I don't want people. I don't. I didn't do it for me. You know. I think that you know like. I, I, I just don't, his family sent me a very nice email, you know, and she, and, and you know, I, 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 I probably read it out loud. Uh, not today yeah, his, si it, his sister, Lonnie was there. The, you the know, and, 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 the, and, and the words basically were, were everybody, you know, I, I'll read it one day on the, on the podcast to everybody, but, but, but I'm going to do it in a nutshell quickly. Everybody goes to people's funerals and they say nice things about the person. Mike was able to hear from the entire poker world while he was still on this earth. That and, was so good. And, and it'll, he was able to know that he was going to pass away, knowing, having that feeling of love from the poker community on his last days. I can't even imagine what it must have meant to him because like, they, like, like his family said to me, that doesn't happen. People just die and then they go to funerals and they say they're nice things for everybody to have come on and said all those wonderful things about Mike. So many people who, who don't even like me, um, people that I haven't talked to in years uh, that 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 uh, disagree with a lot of things I've done and said uh, would come on and said how wonderful it was to have to have done that. And and we all came together. It's We are a small poker community, you know, no matter what anybody says. No matter the hundreds of thousands of people that play poker, there's really a core group of maybe a, a thousand people, you know, that 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 uh, that really know Mike on, on a level. Um, and uh, for so many people, even though I'm not, that might be high uh, to come together like that. And I know he was so courteous to every stranger. Anyone, Jesus, yeah. I must have taken, I don't know. 2,000 pictures, maybe more, because, yeah. you know, when we were walking, he was so courteous to everybody. He says, what's your name? Where are you from? He got in a conversation with him. Here, here's the, uh, can you see this magazine here? Yep. That's when Card Player did it, when he was put into the Hall of Fame. Right. And then there's a very special article in that magazine that uh, I sent it to you. In case you ever want to read yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah, I could, I could read it out loud. Uh, uh, you have it? I do. Yeah, read that. It's very short, but it's very beautiful. It's all—it's what Mike Sexton is. 
Yeah, and it was. Uh, let me let me uh, let me get that article real quick. I know you sent it to me. Here it is. Now this is uh, this is from. Uh, let me make sure I can read this fine. Okay, this is 2006. This is when uh, uh, Mike was put in the Hall of Fame, and this is the article that was written. And I, uh, I hope everybody doesn't get too emotional about it. But January 18th, 2006, a true gentleman. What a pleasure it is to watch Mike Sexton in public. He talks to every fan who asks for a picture and autograph, like they are the celebrity. He thanks them for saying hello, and he thanks them for taking the picture. I have watched this happen well over 100 times, and a smile inside me every time. Mike Sexton is also a loving and caring family man, and as some of us know, he loves to dance, and recently took a few days off to go to L.A., to donate his time and money for the kids' dance competition. Good for you, Mike. When he made the, his first money from party poker, he called his brother Tom, who drove a cab for 12 years, and told him, I love this, park the cab. I have seen a lot of gamblers over the last 30 years, but none with the class of Mike Sexton. He is smart, very funny, very entertaining, especially on the golf course. And talks to everybody, never hurries anyone, returns all phone calls, and treats people even nicer than people treat him. Mike Sexton, you were one of the main reasons for the poker boom. Let's all learn to be a little nicer, a little kinder, like Mr. Mike Sexton. Keep up the fantastic work. And that was 2006. And, um, you know, it's something that, that I... He never changed. Before he had money and during... And and his and his later years, he never differed from that person. Never changed. And and you know, he you know he was a he was a very private person uh, with political views, with his life, with his with uh, even when he got sick, you know he just you know he didn't want to hurt the poker world in any way, shape, or form. Um, and uh, I, I respect him a lot for that. You know what I mean. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the best traits he has. Um, uh, I understand that he didn't want people to know how sick he was until the very end. Uh, I guess it got leaked out by somebody by accident, but now we can look back and say, I'm glad it got leaked out because if it didn't, we weren't, we wouldn't have been able to give him the tribute we gave him last week. So, uh, you know, God bless you. Uh, it worked out very good that way that what you did your idea when you called me immediately i knew it was amazing and you knew it was amazing before you even called me and yeah i can't thank you i can't thank you enough for doing that as it as the as the hour you know i i, I told everybody i i was not going to get off that phone until mike either passed out or the last person called and when i got a text that mike was fading pretty quick uh we were able, Mike, I think, was already asleep, but I think when he woke up the next day, he was able to hear James Woods uh, come on there and say the things he said about him, uh, and uh, also uh, Miami John towards the end. But uh, he was able to to really hear from everybody, um, and that is a, uh, a, uh, a something special. Uh, he heard it all. I, I saw him, and he heard it all. That When we put it together, I didn't know how it would end up. I'll look back at it and uh, years, years, and I mean it, years from now, when I'm long gone, people will be able to to see that tribute to Mike Sexton and know uh, 
um, what he meant to the poker world and how much it meant to him and his family. It was so nice. Everybody, everybody that was on was so nice. I know, Richie. And I know, you know, a lot of people think you're a little bit nutso and you, I, I do too, but you got a heart of gold, Richie, just like Mike did. And uh, listen, just because you support a different political candidate doesn't mean you're not a good person. Uh, you try and treat everybody the best you can. Uh, I get, I'm get i getting a little emotional now, too, because I know how much. Actually, I'm, I'm not a Democrat no. or a Republican, Mike. No. I'm an American. No, I, I'm not either. You know, I'm not either. You know, I'm for America. I believe I just like I said, you know, um, you know, we're going to touch a, just a real quick because I don't I know me and you get politically charged real easily. It's like I tell people, look between the lines. Don't look at the person or the vessel. Look at the policies put forward and look how America was founded. If you look how America was founded on Judeo-Christian values, okay, and you watch what they're trying to do and uh, on, the, on the far left and the, and the indoctrination of these ideologies to destroy this country of how it was fathered, how it was founded, that is why I still support President Trump. And that is how I'm going to end this conversation. Richie, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing those wonderful stories about Mike. Stay true to yourself. Stay crazy. Don't grenade all your money. And I love you. Uh, Thanks. Poker World loves you, even though they know you're a little crazy. But look at me. I'm crazy. Me and you are two of the craziest people in poker. The only I'm not. I'm not that crazy. Don't worry. Oh, oh, I know you're not. You know the funny thing is, is Mike Sexton was as crazy as us, but he kept it to himself. Me and you were a little bit more outspoken about it, and I think I think that's the difference. <laughs> Don't worry. When Mike was alone with me, he spoke plenty about it. I know he did. I know he did. And but he wanted he to keep politics out of poker, which. Which because that good. was his li livelihood, and I understand that, and everybody yeah. understands that. And, and, and unfortunately, I wish I would have, you know, but I just couldn't. Uh, when, I, when I see people that I respect that are close friends of mine in the poker world pushing complete regurgitated bullshit, I had to make a stand, and uh, that's how I got involved. And uh, I'm going yeah. to try my hardest to keep politics out of poker. Uh, the next Not me. I'm keeping it in. The next two months are going to be very bloody on both sides. Both sides are going to just talk about how evil the other person is to get the vote, people out to vote. Listen, everybody in the poker world's got their mind made up. They're not changing. You know, a lot of people, there's so many famous people in the poker world that are big Trump supporters that you don't know about, that I know about, and people know about. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to be bothered, so they right. don't say anything. You know, so... Just it, my, as I as I finish and I end the, the podcast now, just remember, we're a small group of people. We all love each other. Just because you disagree with people politically doesn't mean they don't have a good heart. I have a good heart. You have a good heart. Mike Sexton had the greatest heart. And let's all of all time. Forward. Let's all move forward and make the poker world a better place. Richie, thanks for joining the the, the mouthpiece podcast today. I love you, and I'll I'll talk to you soon, my friend. God Take care. bless. God bless America and God bless Mike Sexton. You got it, buddy. God bless Mike Sexton. He's up there watching down on us. Bye-bye, Mike. And if he has any say, we're going to be okay come November. Talk to you later, my friend. <laughs> later. Bye, Mike. All right. Well, that was Richie. 
Scalar, that was, Chris Scalar truly was Mike's best friend in life. And, um, you know, getting to, to have uh, him come on and, uh, and talk about Mike was wonderful. So um, that's it. Another episode of the Mouthpiece Podcast has come to an end. Tune in next week for our Pick of the Week, another special guest, all during the football season. We're going to have a Pick of the Week. We're going to have um, Kevin come on, uh, give his Pick of the Week. We're going to we're going to debate them. And as Mike Sexton would say, may all your cards be live and your pots be monsters. I love you all. Don't let politics just control your life. Let poker be the name and live in life happily. I'm out. Take care, you guys. See you next week.